1: myself. Greetings and salutations.
0: We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm -hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say. This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X.
2: Sportos, motorheads, geekbloods, wastoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right, all
1: right, all right. Welcome everybody. It is Friday, August 26th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM. You know it better as the Big X. Uh, excited for a number of reasons today, uh, namely because we're out here at Oxmoor Ford. Uh, we've been here a few times now. We're here off Shelbyville Road. That's reason enough to be excited because, my God, they've got F-150s right now with financing for as low as 2.9% with a proof credit. They've got several in stock to choose from, or you can order your vehicle the way you want it and lock in your vehicle at a 2.9% rate. You're not going to find that uh, any other place. Oxford Ford, we're very happy to be here. We love being here. Stop by, show Trevor your butt. It's gonna be a great time. But I'm also excited. Just to show
0: somebody my, their butt.
1: I did. I'm trying to keep it PG because we have people around <laughs> us right now. Show people your butt, flick them off. It's gonna be a great time. We're going to have a good show.
0: If I get mooned, you are to blame.
1: It's happened before uh, when I've when I've asked for it. We did one show before the Charlotte season opener in 2016 where we were broadcasting from outside of Lynn uh, Stadium, not yep. Family, just Lynn. And I was like, Well, good
0: because if people were mooning. I don't want to do the Family Stadium. But, like
1: everybody was walking towards the stadium. It was like the pregame show, and I was like, you know, we're, we're in a huge glass area right outside the stadium, and I'm like, walk by, give us the middle finger, show us your butt, and people started showing us their butts. And it was, uh, <laughs> it's what I wanted. It was great. Oh, yeah, was,
0: I, was it all just dude butt, by the way? It was a lot of dude butt. A lot of dude butt. <laughs> I think all dude butt. I
1: think that. Was was <laughs> it's got entirely dude it's butt.
0: Like this backfired tremendously. <laughs> but it was nice to know that people were listening in their cars
1: and then got out and gave me the middle finger and showed me their butt. So that was a, a great time. But we, the other reason, well, I've got plenty of reasons to be excited. I'm rocking the Louisville soccer shirt today because last night, L Men's Soccer opens their season with a top ten win. How about that? Kick off a 2022 campaign with a three to one win over preseason number ten St. Louis. Not a bad way to get started. Uh, all
0: because they came on the show once.
1: All because John Michael Hayden came on the show. Yep. We, look, if you come on the show and you're a coach, you're gonna kill it. We've it's been established. It's Tom Kenny. It's Tom Scott. It's Tom. Come yeah. on, guys. Uh, the women's game did not go quite as well. Uh, the ladies fall to Xavier last night in the nightcap 2-1, to one, but that's okay. Uh, that's okay. We'll, we'll roll on. But uh, congrats to John well, Michael Hayden. Xavier was like a
0: top-10 team, though, were not they?
1: That was St. Louis, who, is, who the men beat. Oh, okay. I
0: thought they were both like top-10, though.
1: Xavier was good last year. They're not ranked, but, it's, it, it, but was, they were it was last a good year. test. Okay, yeah, okay. Louisville started off up one nothing, gave up two second-half goals, and fell. But the men's team, big-time win. Congrats to John yeah. Michael Hayden and company. Take uh, that, St. Louis. Great way to get your season started. But I'm really excited because – Trevor, this feels like the last off season episode of the Mike Rutherford show. And oh, we got
0: a lot to cram into this one to know. We, we do. We, we do. got summer topics to do. Where's the hypnotist at? We
1: made some promises <laughs> Where's the that, that, uh, at? that were not <laughs> kept. But well, pole vault was not a summer promise. That's just something that came up because you said you could do it.
0: Maybe instead of a pole vault, I can evil can over some cars here.
1: But it, the next time we're on the air on Monday, it's it's officially game week. Like we've yeah. got We're in season at that point. Like, it it feels like right now you're still – when you're more than a week away, you can't really say the season's here. But when Monday comes around, it's Syracuse week. It's Scott. Scott. It's beat Syracuse week. We need this to happen, and we'll get excited about depth charts coming out. We'll have the, the pregame press conference with Satterfield on Monday, where I'm sure he'll announce some things, even though we did find out one big piece of the depth chart last night, which we're going to talk about today. We've got
0: a first coaches show next week, I believe, first don't we? First coaches
1: show happening. I know is, we've got what day is
0: Satterfield coaches show? Is on Monday? Tuesdays. I Tuesdays, I've okay.
1: I know we've got other sports going on right now. Like I said, the soccer teams are now both in season. Uh, golf has been teeing off. We've got, uh, I think. Uh, is it cross-country that's getting going? I don't know if that's... Are you uh,
0: asking or telling?
1: I think that's right. I think they've got their... <laughs> they announced their new additions. So we've got other sports that are like actually going, but when football kicks off, that's when you know... The official start of the 22-23 yep. athletic season is upon us. And we're right around the corner. Eight days away. It feels very, very good. But today.
0: Hell, Hilltopper start tomorrow morning.
1: Hilltoppers start tomorrow morning. We're going to talk about week zero a little bit later in the show. We're going to talk about tonight's uh, big high school action going on. You'll hear some of that right here on uh, the, the Big X. You'll hear some of it on yep. 970 WGTK. We'll get there. But for right now, uh, Trevor Kelsey here rocking the Big X polo. This oh, your, you know it. Your traditional remote show attire.
0: I, I, it's, it's, I, I wear it once a month. When we come out here, <laughs> that's the only time. It's one of the few times also of the, uh, the year. I'll, you'll catch me wearing two shirts. I can't wear the just the collared shirt with no shirt underneath it. Like, I know you're doing it because you you got, yeah. you got the, the the new the new chest hair sticking out the top there.
1: The only chest. Which, by the way, <laughs> I've got to do... I said new
0: because I figured those were, those were like re-sprouts.
1: No, th- these are old sprouts. <laughs> these are old? But, by the way, I've got to do... So now, because my... Not to get into it because my last stress test came back abnormal, which sucks. Uh, I've got to Sorry do, about that. Thank you. I've got to do a nuclear stress test where they basically inject me with radiation and I run on the treadmill again. So they're gonna have to shave my chest all over again. So like it started to grow back. I a think little they should bit. name it something other than nuclear. It's not. It, it's stress. not comfortable. I mean, like they're a,
0: like it's 400
1: like. times as much radiation <laughs> as you get with a chest X-ray. I'm like, are you trying to get me not to do
0: this? I thing? mean, just did, can't we just call it something? Uh, just the word nuclear doesn't sound good, right? Doesn't sound great. So. I mean, it's, it's just, just yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I'm sure it's safe. I'm sure it's. Calm, I'm in, but yeah. can, can, we, can we call this, like, like oh, uh, stress test 2.0 or something? Thanks, Trevor. I, I mean,
1: appreciate uh, you always making me feel worse. Well. That are, that are already scaring I'm me. Probably I'm probably
0: the reason why you failed the first one. Probably. <laughs> probably. Are. But, 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 but you're stressed. This leads to my stress. I'm wearing a shirt underneath my collar, and this is bugging me, man. There you it's go. Like it feels tight. We I'm both have problems. That's, <laughs> the, that's the summary of the exchange <laughs> we just say, had. We both, have, we both have our
1: issues. We both have issues. I mean, equally significant. Granted,
0: if I had, was, had lost the weight you have, probably this, this, the shirts wouldn't feel as tight on me with two shirts on. But
1: yeah, I know. can't do the undershirt under polos anymore. It's not. It's not. Like, I gave that up in like eighth grade. Oh. Is can't it, do I, it I it thought
0: anymore. it. See, I was wondering though, isn't that kind of like in the same realm? as our summer, last summer topic of the of the summer days. It's starting strong. Isn't like. Not wearing a shirt, a shirt underneath your polo, isn't that kind of like not wearing a t-shirt underneath your basketball jersey?
1: Kind of, yeah.
0: I mean, so you're, you're, a, you're a jersey only with no t-shirt underneath like Nick Offey is?
1: I used to be a cutoff guy underneath the basketball jersey.
0: Okay. Yeah. So you had a shirt underneath, but you just didn't show the sleeves. Right. I mean, so it, but, but now you're just straight. Cause I don't know. I always felt like it was.
1: I don't think you can really compare the two. I, I think it's I, very. I,
0: I mean, different. May, maybe. No, see, I disagree. Cause I feel like they're both kind of. If you don't go shirt underneath, it's kind of rednecky, right?
1: No. Like trashy. I, I think it's the opposite.
0: I mean, not to call. I'm not. But I mean, I guess maybe. If you, maybe it's just me. Cause I don't have the body to pull it off. But. Yeah, I think. I uh, mean, if you if you're muscular, I guess maybe because it's just no different wearing a tank top. But I, I also don't wear tank tops. I'd
1: say the majority of people who wear polos just don't wear shirt underneath. I think it's weird, man. Well, I think I think it's, <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you one person I know who wears besides Keith Wynn. Keith Wynn always wears the undershirt underneath the pole. Well,
0: and you know, what? guess what? Me and Keith, we have so much in common. His wife and I share the same birthday. There you go. Or is it Keith's birthday? It's mine? I don't know. I forget. No, no, it's me and Keith share the birthday. His wife's name is Kelsey. Okay. That's what, you could you could care completely less about it. Yes, goodies. I could.
1: You hijacked <laughs> the, the segment completely. It took it in a totally different direction. Um, Wow, at least
0: fake your fake the excitement, man. Come on.
1: Cuz nobody cares about this. Hey, we we want to hear from you today though on the Thornton Sex I Line 502 414-1450. We love Thorntons. we love Kelly <laughs> Leonardo, we love Alex Cupper. We love the fact that they are still giving away 10 grand at the end of every week all summer long. We've got um it's the summer cash bash still going on download the refreshing rewards app if you don't have if you haven't downloaded it yet just text rewards to 80313 that's going to make it worth your while that'll enroll you and then at the end of the summer which is coming up pretty soon they're going to give away a grand prize of a 2022 chevy tahoe again all for being a thornton's refreshing reward member could not be easier to get enrolled um i want to start with this though because something happened at the end i don't even know if you know this typically when when i say that you don't know it um the KRC today, the way the show ended, are you familiar with what took place? Uh,
0: I listened to most on the show today, yeah.
1: The very end of the show, Scooter Dingus had a hot mic on, didn't know it, dropped multiple F-bombs over the air.
0: That I had not heard.
1: That happened. What uh, are you doing right now? You're completely distracted.
0: What do you think I'm doing? What When I'm distracted on my phone during a show. It's w- only
1: the Cardinal Insider. There room. you go. Or looking up something that we talked about 45 no, minutes ago. No,
0: no. It's always con- – you w- take a guess who I have not gotten an email from yet.
1: So so I did not come. Okay. Well, you'll get there. I
0: mean, it's just it's, it's frustrating, man.
1: Jody. <laughs> listen closely. We need to I start d- sending the Cardinal Insider. I mean, inside I, I like early. you,
0: dude. I do. I mean, I try to be nice. I'm trying to hook you up here, but – I mean, you're, you're, you're killing me, Smalls. You're really killing me. I mean, it's just, I'm, I'm not like the big boys at the other stations who have interns they can send to do. You're right. You're right. I'm not, unfortunately.
1: But nonetheless, yeah. Um, Apparently my mic is too low. I'm going to turn that up. All right, turn yourself up there a little bit. Turn myself up. There we go. Yeah, I got the text from. Turn your mic up and don't talk about this morning, please. Was the text that I just got? I guess we'll. I guess we'll move on. But that happened. It was great. It was glorious. Who's
0: distracting who now?
1: I enjoyed it. Uh, You know, it's team unity here. I feel like that's the only thing that happened. The only reason why that happened is KRC knew that it happened on our show. With an intern, I'm not calling Scooter Dingus as an intern. I know, he, I know he gets, you know, Justin gets mad about that. I did it on accident one time, but I felt like it was just, it was solidarity. You, you, feel, you feel like there, there was a one up there? Maybe, yeah, because, yeah, how, how do you one up the S word on air? I mean, there's really only one way, and they did it. Props to KRC, they got it done. Uh, Texas says T-shirt is required under polo. There you go, you get
0: line, I want y'all to just bombard him with the subject because it made him so mad talking about it.
1: I mean, I just—I don't just know anybody. playing it text
0: all day long. I feel
1: like it was a kid. I did. I just want to I did it until high school. You're him so
0: bad by doing this text line. Just hit him with I'm it. Really, with really, it. really,
1: really. I'm fine with it. Um, Texas says sound is crystal clear. It's because we're on remote. The remote, for whatever reason, the remote equipment here is is better than the equipment we have back in the studio.
0: I. uh... Yeah, I'm curious how the podcast will sound, too, because we're recording.
1: Hired Podcast was better yesterday.
0: Okay, good, good, because I did try to check some levels yesterday on it. But more importantly, like today, because like, the last couple of days we've been having people telling us that Right. Or we were recording from the other studio and then uploading it. Today we are recording from the old school studio. So I'm also curious how the podcast will say Most most people
1: who who chimed in the last two days on, on Monday, and two, or I guess Tuesday and Wednesday, to say that the podcast quality was scratchy said yesterday was better. So that's and good.
0: And I just want to give a warning. If you are a podcast listener, which, as I say that, you're probably not hearing this warning <laughs> because you're a podcast <laughs> listener. But if you're a podcast listener and you're going, why the hell it takes so long for me to hear my podcast, uh, we'll be slightly later getting it up today because we're going until 6. Yeah, I'm leaving here right at 6. Maybe a few minutes early. depends. If Scoots gets there, I might let him finish with you. And then I gotta head up to the no, other. i scared.
2: I'm scared. <laughs> and, and,
0: and I'm heading up to the other studio. We well, y'all can talk about how I was wrong about my bet versus EMU. And Ooh. I gotta head up to the studio to get the. Uh, we're having Corsanex on the air tonight. Yes. I'll be running the board for that. So I'll load the podcast when I get up to the studio. So let's say instead of usually five minutes after the show's done, it'll be about 45. Okay. Just a little heads up.
1: Okay, that works. We're, we're, we're good with that. Please, uh, please
0: don't bombard uh, Mike with. DMs and things like you know, where's the podcast? Come on, Trevor, quit being lazy. Yada yada yada. While all these things are usually true, they do not stand not today. True, true today. Yeah, not today. By the way, ever since I've been in the show, I've been getting more like DM slides from people. I'm sure are spam, but I'm not positive.
1: Well, are they asking for money?
0: No, they just keep saying hello and hi.
1: I yeah, that's usually that's that's spam.
0: You think that's a spam? I would just ignore it. I mean, even I mean,
1: do they, are they all attractive women?
0: Well, I mean. The definition of attraction, there's, there's the last two I got. Yeah, th- those, are, those are spam messages. Those are yeah. spam <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are you saying Maria is really not that interested in me? I don't think
1: Maria's down. I don't think the, the guy is either. <laughs> I think they're trying to take you for a ride. you got to ignore that.
0: I like I'm just getting it from both ends, no pun intended.
1: Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the St. game coming on tonight. It is St. X versus Central tonight. 7.30, you'll be able to hear all the action. Right here on the home of X, it is the big X. Uh, Cortez Stone, if you, also if you're not a Cenex fan and you want to listen to maybe a L player who's a potential L recruit, Cortez Stone's sophomore running back from Central is electric. The Yellow Jackets trying to bounce back from a pretty lopsided loss to Manuel last week. Thanex, reigning 6A champions, number one team in the state, took care of Owensboro by 14. Might not be good for Central. Might not be good for Central, but you never know. Central typically, in a lot of times, has played X pretty close over the years. We'll no. see if that, uh, that holds true tonight. Central's and then on w, uh, yep. WGTK, our sister station, 970, we'll have Trinity versus Moeller. Uh, Rocks got off to a big Ooh. start last week uh, with a big win over Carmel, or Carmel, however you say it, Carmel.
0: I think in the south it's Carmel, and in the north it's Carmel.
1: So, in, in Indiana, well, th- it would still be it be Carmel still. Well, it's Midwest.
0: Yeah, but they're more south than Midwest. They don't really care, though. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, Trinity's second on more traditional powerhouse out of Cincinnati. That's going to be a 7 o'clock kickoff. The Santa's kickoff, by the way, is at 7.30. You'll be able to hear our guy, John Spears, calling all that action right here. Do you
0: know what I learned from – I have a friend of mine, um, his his wife's family is all, like, from St. Louis. Yeah. And apparently in Missouri, if you want to call someone kind of a a redneck, you just call him a Hoosier. Really? It's like the common, like – term for redneck in like Missouri and St. Louis. I didn't know that. And I just found that amusing because, you know, let's be honest, and Scoots is listening right now, he's running the board for us, like, Indiana looks at us as rednecks and feel like they aren't rednecks.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: They, like, look down on us. Like, what annoys me means when Ohio looks down on us. Like, it's like, seriously, I've been, I've been to your state. Like, north of Columbus, you're just, like, pretty much south Michigan anyway. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, I just, so, and, and I, that always, is, like, kind of blew my mind a little bit that that was the, what's the word I'm looking for? The, the term or the phrase to describe a redneck is disparaging remark or a hillbilly in general is called a hoosier. I
1: don't like that. Texas says, who the f wears a t-shirt under a polo? Why would you? That's just Texas says t-shirt under polo. Thank helps, you. The cha- helps helps the chap nips. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had I've never had nipple chap. Have you? I haven't either, but it always <laughs> just makes me think of Andy Bernard from that office episode. I, I always think it's of how happening. I met your mother. Um, when,
0: when Jake Siegel is jogging, he's rubbing the Vaseline on his
1: That's what Andy Bernard does in that episode. Oh, he does? Okay. Yeah. Texas, like I sweat a lot, so white tee under polo at work, but not when it's time to party.
0: I'm fine with that. Well, yeah, I guess if you're going to go party, maybe, yeah. At work, I can see the, the, but the I mean, T-shirt.
1: But if you're coming to a, a
0: remote and you're dressing up like I am, at least partially, uh, sweatpants still count, but they're my fancy ones, as TJ used to laugh at me at calling um, you, you got to go shirt underneath, man.
1: I'm fine. I mean, I'm and you're joking.
0: skinny enough that you can do it. You, it's not a big deal. Like to me, it's more of even hassle
1: to go through this hoop. Yeah, you're there's welcome. Texas Carmel is more south than Midwest. More Trevor geography lessons. <laughs> yeah.
0: What well, depends where you're coming? I mean, if you're from Canada, it's definitely south, right? It's yeah. like when you're talking about Game of Thrones when they're talking about the the South and the Wildlings. they're Like. We're not from the south or the north. It's all south of the wall to me. Yeah,
1: I mean, that's. <laughs> Texas t shirt under polo is trashy. Um, I. I it reminds me too, like whenever we go. So you know, my wife is from Springfield, Kentucky, like central Kentucky. Okay. And whenever we go, whenever we travel, whether it's like you know abroad or to just like a different state, and somebody asks where we're from, I'm always saying like I always say Louisville. Like I'm from Louisville. Like and then if I if they're like oh Louisville, like because usually people know what Louisville is, regardless of where you are, if you're talking to like somebody from America. I mean, we're
0: in a pretty major market. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I, or I'll just say like Louisville, Kentucky, if yeah. it's. But like Mary always just says Kentucky, and every single time. <laughs> is she doesn't want to. She ashamed of Springfield. I like no, she says. Kentucky. Kentucky, okay. she says Kentucky, because um, I think if you're from like anywhere besides Louisville, you just say like I'm from Kentucky, and like Louisville, huh. Louisvilleians don't like we you know we're kind of like our own state, yeah. and so we just say like Louisville when we're telling people somewhere where we're from. And every time she does it, I like cringe because it just sounds so like I'm just not used to it. I'm always like Louisville, Louisville, like making sure that like we clarify exactly where the the, the one sort of you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say a thing bad, but, like, s- place of refuge in the state of Kentucky <laughs> in the eyes of a lot well of people. Well put there, by the way. Yeah. Why do so well, you, know, well, you
0: use the tender gloves on that one?
1: I always try to make sure. That, but it's just so different because, like, I've done that my entire life. If we've gone anywhere. Like, I
0: wonder, wonder if Lexington residents do
1: that, too. Maybe a little bit. But there's there are also there are multiple Lexingtons. I know there are multiple Louisvilles, but there's really one well, big Louisville. Yeah, I mean, well, like, obviously, yeah. There could be, be, like, Lexington, South Carolina. I think there's a Lexington, Virginia.
0: I think when I think I mean, while there's multiple Lexington, I guess could get confusing. Louisville, I think, despite there being one in Colorado and Mississippi, I, I think you pretty much when you say Louisville, your mind automatically goes to Kentucky.
1: Yeah, and I think they also pronounce it differently. Like the no, they, they all the pronounce one it in Mississippi Lewisville. is, is Louisville. Yeah, yeah. They, I think
0: they all do. It. We're the only exception to the rule. I never realized I'd do that though. You're right because especially when I was remember I was out west in the Pacific North uh, Pacific Northwest uh, a couple of years ago when I was in Seattle in the Washington area. I guess it's been more than a few years. I just remember going in this, uh, like, a coffee shop, and the cute girl just, like, looking at us, and he goes, me and my buddy's like, you two aren't from around here, are you? <laughs> and we're like, we, I, 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 and here's the thing. I don't notice, like, I guess we do have Southern accents. I just, we don't hear it maybe amongst ourselves. I never noticed it, but I have been told. And you know. I, and, 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 and time I'm out of town, I, I'm told this, and this was the one that really hit me, like, deep to the heart, because, A, she was cute, and, too, I was skinny enough to probably hit on her then. And she was like, you're not from around here. I'm like, no, she... She said this, like, disgust, like, she goes, you're from the south. She goes, Tennessee. Uh, and I'm like, and my boy, just like, no, we're from Louisville.
1: She's like, same difference. I'm like, oh, no. See, I've also gotten several times. You're not times, cute anymore
0: to me, and there goes your tip.
1: I've gotten several times where, like, I've been, like, when I was in Iowa, there was a girl who had, she had been friends with a guy in college who was from Moorhead, Kentucky. And so when I said, like, I'm from Louisville, Kentucky, she didn't know anything about Louisville. And she's like, why don't you sound like you're from Kentucky? Like, like, she's, <laughs> like, she's like, I knew a guy was from more. And I was like, yeah, it's, like, it's, a, it's a little bit different. But then when we went to, you know, we, when we will go north, or sometimes even like guys I know who, there'll be people on Twitter. Who have like moved to Chicago when they were kids, but like are still Louisville fans? Of yeah, the show, and they're like, "I love the Eckhart Chronicle, like slight Southern drawl that you hear every now and then, which I n- have never noticed on myself." But I, don't I guess not you If you're if you're constantly listening to like northeastern accents or Chicago accents, I know you can sort of pick up on different things. I know
0: my friends in Columbus always like anytime I met like when I first moved up there, went up there, I, the people, were, I, I just drove me nuts. Everybody five, every five seconds in the meeting, "Oh, you're wearing shoes."
1: Yeah, I've gotten that like, too. Oh, yeah. come
0: on, seriously.
1: The worst. So I used to always. You're four
0: hours north of me, okay,
1: dude. <laughs> so Mary is from like an hour and a half south, and like she has she has more of a thick accent than I do. And I, when we first started dating, I would always like do stuff in her voice because she's very impassioned. I didn't
0: hear the, when I met her, I didn't it, I
1: think it's kind of gone away more yeah. as time has gone on. Like I've known her for 13 years now. But, like, when she first started, I think it came out more. Maybe it was just when she drank. You just, yeah, but I, I,
0: I, I could see that, actually. But yeah. I would always, like, do my impersonation
1: Ooh. of her. It was, it was funny. And then we went to Italy together, and we're, like, Ooh. we're having dinner with our friend who was living over there and her, the, the guy she was working with. And they both were, like, we hear more of an accent on, on me, like, talking to me than we do on her. And I was, like.
0: No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it cuts to the bone, doesn't it? It hurt me a little. Does bit. Does it bother you if you're as, as a little that, that people think you have a country accent? No. Because, like you said, we do always. Is,
1: if Louisvilleians almost kind of feel like we're like our own little separate republic from the state. We kind of are. I mean, think about yeah. it, like you have in mean, different parts of, of Louisville, you have, you find different accents in different parts. Oh yeah. Yeah. Texas, uh, blue belly is my current favorite term for redneck. <laughs> it's belly. E K thing, isn't it? Texas, I wear polos under my polos. Remember when that was a thing? Yes, and I hated every minute of it. I can I, I will, that was
0: the kids who wore like the six the six collared shirts yes. and they flipped off
1: Yeah, that was during that, that was when
0: I was technically I guess that was mid two thousands, right?
1: Yeah, I feel like I feel like it was when I was in high school and starting college. Yeah, I hated that. And I can safely say I've never worn more than one polo at a <laughs> time. Neither have I. Or more than one <laughs> shirt with a collar at a time. I did use to every now and then I would rock the like the long sleeve undershirt underneath a like button up and roll the button up sleeves up. That I did that move in like now
0: I wear a long sleeve shirt maybe underneath my collared shirt in the wintertime, but yeah, and I and I wear wear a long sleeve shirt underneath a a t shirt instead of wearing like a sweatshirt jacket on like more than once.
1: The best thing about wintertime when I was working at and I'm sure people can relate to this when I was working at like the law firm and stuff, (laughs) when I had to, (laughs) that's text line, yeah, when somebody would like uh, when I was working at the law firm and I had to dress up a little bit for work. Like, wintertime, you don't have to iron your shirts. You, just, you go button-up, boom, then, like, sweater or, like, quarter zip over top yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. And it's great. It's so much easier than, like getting up and like ironing the button up. and feeling Yeah, because like, oh, I, yeah, I did a lot
0: of ironing anyway.
1: Well, I'm saying like for people who have big boy jobs <laughs> where you need to wear an iron shirt, which I did for a brief part of my life. Are you
0: saying I've never owned a, big, a job big boy enough to, to iron? Have you? Even when I worked at big boy? I'll ask you.
1: <laughs>
0: Probably yes, but I think they gave up on the dream.
1: There you go. <laughs> so I always say when I'm out of town that I'm from Louisville, but half the people still seem to think I live on a farm and ride a tractor to work. There is like a... I'm always surprised when we talk about Recruiting, and we, you know, we have a kid from Florida or even like Reuben Owens this year who came from Texas. Yeah, how little they know about Louisville. Like, they, they hear Louisville, they, I guess, maybe they're familiar with the program. Maybe they know that Lamar Jackson played here or Teddy Bridgewater played here. Probably Lamar and more than anything. When they get here, like, I mean, I've heard the story probably 80 times over the last 10 years or so. They're like, I'm sure sh- I was sure sh- I thought it'd be all farms. I can't believe they were like. I saw buildings, and I saw like you know nice houses, and I saw a, a full-on campus. I thought it was just going to be farmland, and then boom, like the dorms were going to be there. Like just there's this. Somehow we've been lumped into
0: Kansas, Nebraska, and, and Missouri. I think it's maybe I mean, Missouri's rural. Kentucky. I Me mean, been to Missouri. Missouri has two of the biggest major cities in in the country, and both are trying as their hardest to get the hell out of state. They're both literally on the borders of the state trying to get away. Typical how it works. And everywhere in between looks like everywhere outside of Louisville
1: in the state of Kentucky. Same with the state of New York. It is surprising, like If you go though. to New York
0: outside of New York City and Buffalo, it looks like middle Kentucky.
1: Like It's surprising to hear these kids. And I guess it's one thing if you grew up in Miami and you just you know didn't care what Louisville looks like or anything about the city. But I would assume if you're taking a visit... To a place, if you have a scholarship and you're seriously considering playing football there, you would at least like I don't know, do a Google search, see see that it's not like just straight farmland and hillbillies and people wearing overalls everywhere. But a lot of these kids just don't. They just they get here and it's the first time they realize that Louisville's like an actual city.
0: Louisville is I, the one I love to see for multiple reasons, and one is that it has everything short of a pro teams, I guess, but everything you're going to get from a major city without the major city headache. Yeah, I mean I've been Where the. Traffic stuff sucks. Uh, but, by comparison to places like Atlanta, LA. Yeah, well that's it that goes on saying but still Again, like, but these are major cities. I mean Right,
1: but the traffic still for as big as Louisville is, the traffic here's terrible. It can be bad. It's awful. But you, it's, you never go downtown. So you like when you people who have to make that commute, they know how bad it is. It's oh, awful. I've
0: I've done the commute on coming um, over the bridge during mid during traffic time mm-hmm. over the last decade and a half, trust me. It's terrible. I was I was just wondering, just just the picture of that guy with the uh the collar shirts and we're just talking about that because originally I saw that picture first thing I thought of was Joey when he put on all of Chandler's clothes and friends. Could I be wearing any more clothes? I wonder if that started it because that was I mean. like early 2000s right? I wonder, I wonder if Joey started the trend
1: I don't think Friends was starting to lunch, trends.
0: I'm glad I'm not wearing any underwear
1: <laughs> if, maybe if I wasn't going commando um, I was wondering how he
0: got those clothes on so quickly
1: <laughs> I don't think that's what happened but I could be wrong. Okay. Texas says Louisville, Colorado. I got chastised the first week I lived out here for saying Louisville saying louisville or saying louisville he said louisville but it's louisville
0: well oh, what in colorado yeah 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 yeah
1: yeah the thing is nobody's saying it right the, my best thing about my favorite thing about saying when you tell people like it's not louisville it's louisville it's louisville and they're like well like who's it named after I'm like king louis like well <laughs> okay shouldn't it be louisville yes but it's not it's like you know versailles should be versailles there's like every city we pronounce everything wrong in Kentucky, but that's the way we do it
0: I mean, we add ours to stuff. We we, we add the R's that they drop from in Boston.
1: We pick them up and add them. For sure, them. Texas, Louisville—the only city that has different parts to it. No, that, that's not what I'm saying. I, I, I'm, I'm, we're saying that there are different accents in different parts of Louisville. It's, oh, there's definitely different parts. I know, that's not, you, yeah, know but that's but not unique to the end, city. and But we're I mean, saying like Louisville has different, it, like the a certain part of Louisville I think talks differently than most of the rest of the state. But there's not even, enough. like, a diff- different, like, areas within the city. I know that bigger cities have the exact same thing.
0: But, oh, of course. Multiply. But
1: Louisville's not one of the, like, 15 biggest cities in the country.
0: But see, just like those big cities, we offer it, too, but we offer it with less stress.
1: Yeah. Texas, I'm, an, I'm like, an hour south of where Mary's from, and I went to graduate school in Chicago, and that's when I realized I had a southern accent and a <laughs> lack of winter clothes. I mean,
0: yeah, lack of winter clothes is funny, too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, you just once you get out of the city, you, we don't hear it. We just, I, when you're amongst yourself, you know, I'm sure it goes for all other accents when you go to other places, Chicago, New York, I, you know, any, any other area that, that, that carries an accent.
1: Yeah. Texas says, my dad is from Detroit, and whenever we go up north, I have a cousin who says, y'all come back, now you hear Whenever we leave, my mom from Fern Creek is not amused. It's got to get old. <laughs> got to get old. Texas says, tea or no tea under a polo, who cares? No judgment, but a sweater with no shirt or tea under it is creepy. It's just uncomfortable. I don't know if it's creepy, but. It's definitely uncomfortable. That would be uncomfortable. That would
0: make you itch. Talk yeah. about having some, some chap nipples on that one.
1: Yeah. Texas Waterson to I-65 merge slash exit has to be a top 10 worst traffic jam spot in the country. It's up there. I mean... I do love when people say like exactly what you said. Like they're like, well, I'm from Chicago. Talk to me about traffic. You know what you're getting into when you go live in a place like Chicago. You, when you go to live yeah. in Atlanta, you know like that's part of the equation. Yeah. It should not be as much of the equation living in a place like Louisville. We have the worst designed h- highways. We have the worst designed traffic. It just, it's, it's, it's not great. We it's, don't have
0: some of the best drivers either.
1: I, don't, I mean, that, those are the Indiana people.
0: Well, Indiana's yeah, Indiana's incompetent. Louisville's just sometimes a little too safe for me. I, I guess I don't know. I, 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 when I got not long after I got my license, I went up to Ohio, and Ohio's a little more aggressive driving. It and is, I, and for I'm sure. just, and I, I guess this, I've always been kind of more of an aggressive driver. So, like cause you know, you know how it is in Louisville. When one raindrop hits, everybody's going five miles an hour. And, that is an issue. Yeah, and pulling over and things like that. Where I'm not, or
1: snow hits, and that's just not my style. All right, we have to take a break. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about a couple I'll of things. We've got uh, we've got Louisville, Kentucky. The time has been set. The uh, television location for the basketball game has been set. We're going to talk about that. Uh, obviously, there's some fallout there. We've also got uh, the, a backup quarterback has officially been named. Who's it going to be? Who's it not going to be? We'll get into that and what it might mean for the future of the season. Uh, all that and more coming your way here uh, as we roll on Bye. from Oxmoor Ford in the heart of St. Matthews. The Mike Rutherford Show rolls on next here on 1450 and 96.1, the Big X. It. Is it fast enough so we can buy?
2: Fly- Away. You gotta make a decision. Eve tonight and live and die this way. So remember when we were riding along in my automobile. My baby beside me at the wheel. I stole a kiss at the turn of a mile. My
0: curiosity
1: running wild, cruising and playing the radio, with no, with particular, no particular place, to, place go. to go. Welcome back again, Mike Rutherford Show, Friday and edition, rolls on here on 1450, the Big X, we are live from Oxmoor Ford, uh, here in St. Matthews, again, it's a, I feel like it's our second football Friday, because we've got high school action going on, and we, we actually have college action going on this weekend, you asked Wagner plays, by the way, when we were off air, Wagner yeah. at Valley tonight. I feel like they'd great great nights take down Valley? the
0: Valley, we're going to get you at the Galleria. And then we're going to see you at the Galleria.
1: Valley did lose last week to take PRP. Take the gum out of her mouth. <laughs> Valley lost uh, last week to PRP by a final of 60 to nothing. So this may be a live one. This may be a shot. Watch Eastridge lose to
0: somebody like 75 say, to nothing this you, week.
1: You can never really tell how good anybody is in high school football until they start playing other teams. So we'll find out if Valley loses to a team that lost to PRP by 60. I don't feel great about the rest of the season, but I mean,
0: PRP probably decent. I would
1: assume. Greenpeace always always—they're usually,
0: usually in that second layer below everyone else.
1: And if East Ridge loses to whoever they play, then I feel We're, also not great. We
0: still don't know where East Ridge technically is. We just know it's on a ridge. No, we East. looked it up. I just forgot. We just forgot where. Yeah. We, we forgot. We don't care either.
1: News from the <laughs> the world of college sports here. Before we get to this Louisville backup quarterback news, uh, Auburn and athletic director Alan Green apparently about to part ways. He his contract was up in five months. He approached the school. And said, you know, I-, I want some clarity as far as am I going to get a new deal? Do you want me around here? And Auburn's response was essentially, thanks, but no thanks. We're going to get rid of you. The that's comforting, by the way. Right? I mean, the-, the best part about this is it comes on the heels of just a couple weeks ago when we're having the the Mark Stoops, John Calipari feud, and Mitch Barnhart kind of not seeming like he can play a healthy intermediary. You have the Auburn; do- they're-, they're one of those programs that did the troll tweet where it's like Harson and-, and Pearl together, and they're like. At Auburn, like, we're all on the same page. It's go Tigers, and now it's like their AD is getting fired because nobody likes them.
0: Now, is he, is he the one that did bring in Pearl, though, right?
1: He did. I think so, the fan base likes him, but apparently the people within the university don't like him. I don't know what's going on exactly there. Kevin White, who's been the AD at Duke forever, put out a statement saying like this is ridiculous, like sort of bashing Auburn for not treating him well enough. Has he
0: been at Auburn long? I I don't know their history of ADs very well. I, I mean, I could honestly. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I couldn't either. That's why I'm saying I, I don't. I don't follow their – I wasn't sure. I, I didn't even remember what his name was already. To be honest, Alan Green is his uh, name.
1: <laughs> let's stay together. That's exactly wants. what I. Was <laughs>
0: I was about to ask if you're just messing with me. No.
1: <laughs> Alan Green, he's, i don't think. He's I always wonder what Al Green was up to. He's only been there since 2018. <laughs> he was at Buffalo before then. Um, played football at Ole Miss back, or at Notre Dame back in the day.
0: So he's made one coaching hire and one football hire.
1: Yes. And
0: the football hire, despite how successful the coaching hire is, we all know the football hires have not been as. Welcome, and that matters way more. Correct?
1: No, Auburn also that type of program that has like three just whatever years, and then when they're good, they're really good. Yeah, and they haven't had. Usually, that,
0: they're on probation a good year though. That's
1: how that's how it works. <laughs> they haven't had that one really good year in I think a long time, and the fan base is getting a little. Cam since, right? Probably since Cam. Or they had one year. Between no, they had them. somewhere
0: in between, didn't they? Yeah. The
1: year where they had all those crazy things like the the, the, the prayer Jordan air and all that stuff.
0: You talking about the return to the punt return? Yeah, that was that I was thought that was Cam year. I think
1: that was after Cam.
0: Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. I could not remember. It goes by, well, yeah, it had to be. Because Cam has been like, what, 11 years now? Yeah, it's been a long time. It has been a while, yeah. And I mean, I guess by definition, it depends what your definition of a good season is. I'm sure Aubrey's had a few that we would consider well, good. Sure. but Yeah, this, but they look down. They want to be like, banned. Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, let's talk about the, the, the quarterback situation. Yesterday after practice, Pete Thomas was one of the media represent or the team representatives that talk with the media, and he was asked straight up about something that, that came up with Scott Satterfield last week, which is the backup quarterback position. Because, look, I think expectations are high for some people for this Louisville football team, both locally and nationally. And everybody's just sort of assuming that Malik Cunningham is going to stay healthy for the full year, which is a dangerous assumption when you've got a guy who moves as much as he does. It's a, it's a dangerous assumption for any quarterback, but especially when you've got one who's as much of a dual threat as Malik is. And if something goes wrong, I think everybody's kind of on the same page, which that page is, oh bleep, like, like, like we're kind of screwed, right? So it does matter who
0: one doesn't trust Brock. It doesn't
1: matter it does matter who the backup quarterback is and whether he can get the job done. And for the last couple of seasons the backup has been primary backup has been Evan Conley yep. and that's not going to be the case, at least for the start of this season. Because yesterday, Pete Thomas, as you just kind of stepped on. Sorry. Went ahead and said that Brock well,
0: Doman. You did kind of bring this up a little bit t- unofficially the other last week, though. Well, earlier in the week.
1: Satterfield said Doman was currently yeah. the, the backup, but that the job was, quote, wide open. Um, Pete Thomas said yesterday, not wide open anymore. It's officially locked in. Brock Doman is your backup quarterback for week one. I'm guessing we'll find that. It'll be officially official when they release the depth chart on Monday of game week, coming up in just a couple of days. But, I mean. But how do you feel about this? We love our guy Brock, but it's kind of a, you know, we, we love him because we weren't sure he existed for a long time. And then when he actually played, it was like he kind of struggled to to catch snaps. I mean,
0: I, I, I believe Conley is banged up a little bit now. He I is, not 100%. I think they, they tried to like, not in this, this recent statement, but the one previous who you just brought up that, you know, we thought it wasn't official, but they had kind of teased that Brock was going to be the backup, that his backup status had nothing to do with, Conley's injury—that it was—he was out playing regardless. Uh, same to go with the uh, the freshman that you have hopes for. I forget his Caleb name. Caleb Johnson, but he's been—he's been hurt. But he's okay. He's also been backed up. So but it, here's the thing. Nonetheless, whoever the backup is, it's kind of a dubious honor because it doesn't matter who among the three it is. If Cunningham goes down, you're in oblique mode. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it does it, you, Whether it's Brock, whether it's Caleb, whether it's Conley, whether it's Tutu Atwell, whether it's you, me. Uh, the young lady in stretch pants to walk by. I don't care who it is. Either way, you're going to be. The sky is falling if Cunningham goes down. So whoever gets put in that technical position right now, you're, you know, you're the whatever the kid in Friday Night Lights. You're the sophomore Matt uh, Saracen. Saracen, yeah. You're like you've yeah.
1: watched the show for like three days straight, and you still don't know like the main character's name. His name's Matt Saracen.
0: Oh, you know what I wanted to call him? What QB one? QB one.
1: He's finally dating Jane, uh, the, Julie. The Julie now. I can't get the names right. Oh, good God! <laughs> I told you, Deion Branch once mistook me for Matt Saracen. Is the biggest, really? biggest compliment I've ever been paid in my entire life. Um, so he, but the point is, the is it, does, it
0: doesn't matter. Now it's a great honor for Brock, I suppose. I suppose, and it's a nice thing for him to earn it. But let's be honest. Whoever has the backup role, it doesn't matter because no one has faith in
1: you because everything
0: is put, all the eggs are put in the basket of one Malik Cunningham.
1: The the whose name I did get right. You did. You nailed that. Satterfield talked last week about this, and he did mention because you, you brought up the injuries. Evan Conley had offseason surgery. He. Was back right before the start of fall camp. So he's been participating, but he has not, according to Satterfield, uh, been 100%. He's still not, as of right now, being 100%. So the majority of the reps, besides Malik Cunningham, have been going to either Brock Doman or Nathan McElroy, the sophomore walk on from Trinity, led him to a state title a couple of years ago. Caleb Johnson, my right. understanding. Greg McElroy's little brother? No. Uh, my understanding has been Caleb Johnson. Was he missed all of spring practice? We knew that he was hurt then, and I still don't think he's healthy. So if he is, and he's just not getting reps, that's a little bit of a it's a little bit concerning. But it sounds like only three guys have been getting the bulk of reps throughout fall camp, and that's Cunningham, Doman, and McElroy. So with that being the case, it's not really a shock that Doman, who's the only one of those, uh, you know, the backups, sp- going to get the scholarship, is yeah. getting the role. We have I mean, we don't know exactly. We still don't really know what we've got with Brock. I mean, does it make
0: you feel any better about who gets to hold the clipboard? Or, or are you more like me where it's just like it doesn't really ca- – I mean, it matters. It's nice. It's a great honor, I guess. And, and hopefully whoever it is, if, if, God forbid, they have to come in and actually play, they do play well. But there's it, – it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who to, – to me and I think to the majority of the fan base, though, that whoever it is, you're not feeling comfortable about it.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I think that that goes without saying. But yeah. if, if it, clearly none of this matters unless Malik gets hurt, but it, it's a big deal if Malik does get hurt. And Brock Doman is a guy we still haven't seen. Him th- we still haven't seen him throw a pass. Um, we saw him. He led a touchdown drive against Duke, which was thought nice. He, he threw a pass in that game, did he not? No, he has not thrown yeah. a pass at Louisville. He only played in two games last year. He we saw have... him throw. We saw him throw passes during the spring game, which was not really a game. But and he, I mean, he, I mean, he did the ball great. off really well. He honestly, he did. He didn't fumble one. He did. Did he? Yeah, like, like he, because we talked about it on the show, was, which dude. I know you don't remember anything that we talk about on shows. He looked awkward catching snaps and handing the ball off, and that was the only time we've seen him. But according to Satterfield, he made significant strides during the off season. He's gotten a whole lot better. I, I mean, look, he's a unit. I That's like right. that. He's a he's a very he looks the part. There's no question. The dude is jacked. Made
0: strides taking snaps and handing okay, the ball. Off. The,
1: the dude is jacked, and he's, he's got uh, the name Brock. But he's got that going for him, which is good. I think this is probably, like, having this discussion is a little bit jumping the gun just because when Evan Conley gets healthy, he's still probably the more likely guy to be the guy that you're putting into a game. Would assume. Like, if he's, if he's 100% a month from now and we're playing Wake Forest in, in late October and Malik goes down, it's, I, I'm betting on Evan, Evan Conley being the guy who comes into that game. Oh, yeah. Because we've seen him do it before. I know he wasn't great last year. He wasn't as good in 2020 in those situations, but he was really good at times in 2019 when he had to play. In fact, he was so good that there were a couple of times when Malik was ready to come back in the game, and they just rolled with Conley because he was the hot hand. And, uh, you know, I, I think if he's fully healthy, he's he's proven it more. He's probably your guy. But here it is for the first time today. He pulled me we'll in
0: 2019.
1: He fooled a lot of people.
0: I, I thought he – I mean, I wasn't saying take Malik out. I guess it was uh, McHale at the time. But I wasn't saying take Cunningham out of, for Conley, but I was – I was not feeling worried if something was to happen. And Conley came in. He, I thought he, yeah, yeah. I mean, in the flashes, especially for those at the time, he was a freshman, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it seemed like you know he, he could be a guy that you know they could control, they could run the offense, a field general. Not going to win it for you, but not going to lose it for you.
1: I mean, he, he made some big. That plays. confidence has
0: diminished you. Game by game and appearance well, by he, appearance. He but didn't look
1: good last year when he came in. There's no, there's no question about that. He had a no, big man. run against Wake Forest uh, in 2019. Had a couple of big throws in big-time situations when he came in in other games. He was he, he looked good. Well, I, he there awesome. were some people clamoring for Evan Conley to be the starter back then.
0: I mean, his also appearance last year was against probably the best defense we'll play all year last year.
1: Well, he, he made more than that. But he, he didn't look good really anytime he came in. Clemson's
0: the, the only one that sticks out to me.
1: I mean, he, he came in for a little bit against Ole Miss. He, he came in. God, I mean. I'm trying to think about the other games he came in. Whenever he came in, it was not great. It wasn't, honestly, he wasn't great in 2020 when he played sparingly as well. No. But, um, you know, hey, it is what it is. He's shown it before. He's got it in him. Hopefully, he's back to being fully healthy, and he can make plays if he's asked to. Now, just, just add the this, other thing. <laughs>
0: just add this to the list. Beats Scott. Beats Syracuse. Cunningham. Don't get hurt. Exactly. That's all we ask.
1: Pete Thomas was asked uh, other things, obviously, than who's who the backup quarterback is going to be. And are you ready for this, Trevor? Always. Malik Cun- Cunningham. He's improved as a passer this off season. I love I love the off season quotes. Here's what Pete Thomas had to say when he was asked about Malik and the strides that he's made going from his I guess senior season to his Redshirt senior season, his fourth year to his fifth year, he Stay said, "Wilder year." He said, "Malik's always been a great quarterback. We know what he can do with his legs. He's a very, very good thrower. But the thing that I really wanted to see from him this offseason was him getting comfortable, making those elite throws that are going to take us from a good team to a great team. I think he's getting a lot more comfortable in the pocket and ripping those balls into tight windows. I think that is really going to take us to the next level as an offense. Obviously, this is this is it's a coach speak quote. You can take it or leave it, but." The fact that it's being said makes you a little bit more confident than if you were like, "We needed to make elite throws," and you know we're still we're still working on it. We're still <laughs> we're still getting there. So at least you have like you know, the coach speak being fulfilled. Malik Cunningham making strides as a passer, whether or not that's just coach speak or whether or not it's actually something that's happening. Better we won't coach find the out. <laughs> yeah, we, we won't find out until the games are actually being played. But for now, it's nice to hear it.
0: I yeah you know and I I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna. I'm gonna I'm gonna be, uh, you You maybe call me naive, but I'm gonna say he's not lying, because I have seen Malik hit those throws before. The question is, can he do it consistently? And I, I know, I know that's a big difference. Because I know if you say, well, if he could, he probably wouldn't be back for his Vanderbilt senior year. He probably would have gone pro. But I, I just gotta see a little, a little more. I don't need to see it every, every throw. Because if it was like I said, if he was that consistent, he wouldn't be here right uh. now. But I'd like to see it on a more consistent basis because that was one of the big deals I know when I, like, when I first met you and I in Satterfield coming off that you know 2020 season or last year even that sometimes Cunningham is just missed a lot of guys that were open
1: I think where Malik needs to improve he's kind of like this is not making comparing him to Lamar this is a strength and weakness comparison he's kind of like Lamar in that his biggest strength as a passer is down the middle of the field he struggles more when he's throwing to the sidelines and that's like when you don't have the biggest arm in the world, which he doesn't. He's got a good arm. He doesn't have a, like an elite Josh Allen-type arm, but who does? Yeah, really. When, when that's the case, it's all about timing. The timing yep. has to be better. You've got to get it out before the, the receiver's made his turn. You've got to figure out exactly when where the ball needs to be and when to get it there. And that's something that he's still struggled with. And that's also... It's a product of having that relationship with your wide receivers, which is why I still remain pretty concerned about the fact that yep. we're relying on guys that he hasn't thrown the ball a whole lot to this year. We're, even if they're guys that have been around a little bit of time, even if it's Braden Smith or Amari Huggins-Bruce, he has, doesn't have that same rapport with them as he developed with Tyler Harrell on deep balls last year and Jordan Watkins on third down situations last year and like he had with Tutu Atwell back in 2019. And the only way to get that, I know reps in practice help, rep, rep, reps, get that muscle memory down. But the only way to really achieve that type of of just relationship is in game experience. Yep. And you know sometimes it you know it, it takes a while, and that makes you a little bit leery of us yeah. dropping a game early on in the season, or at least not the offense not looking like it should early on in the season. Does that
0: make you a little bit happy though, knowing that your your toughest part of your schedule is this late into the season, though, yes. though that to, to get that kind of I mean obviously you're going to be as a result you might have some hiccups, but listen, no one's at Louisville expecting some kind of perfect run or anything anyway, so. I mean and not that I want to have a hiccup loss in your first four games or five games or six games, for that matter, but it could happen, and if it's going to happen if you're going to have those hiccups and those those growing pains, let it happen against Virginia and against you know central Florida and against South Florida and let's' cause, cause if you have any prayer not just getting you know your pants pulled down and spanked in front of a national audience in your last four games you got you've got to be more consistent with those plays
1: in that regard for sure it's comforting, I think the the issue with playing some of these best teams at the end of the schedule is the same as it was last year which is by and large dual threat quarterbacks have their most success in the first half of the season for a number of reasons one wear and tear it's obvious when you get to november you've taken more hits than you had in september and early october and you're just a little bit you're you're maybe a step slower the other thing especially when you're playing in a place like louisville is the weather gets colder And, and you know it's The muscles are a little bit tighter. It's a little bit harder to move. It just takes a little bit more. And I think it's why you see a lot of guys who are electric at the beginning of seasons have their stats kind of go down. And so I think you worry about that when it comes to Malik. And, look, I'm not saying this is why Kentucky has spanked us the last three times we've played.
0: That's all it is.
1: And there it is. If we were just playing the game at the yeah. beginning of the season again, you know what? You know,
0: you know what, little? If you gave us a dome, we would be, we be, we we, 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 we would have dominated them. If you
1: just, if you just, if you played, just gave us
0: a dome with AstroTurf and comfortable inside weather,
1: we're basically three and zero with Blake Cunningham. Yeah, I mean,
0: it's it's a given. I mean, this is all this is all on you, uh, Vince. I hope you're happy, buddy.
1: <laughs> you know, we I'm just now realizing <laughs> we made it through the entire summer without doing the show would you rather have the game back at the beginning of the season? The r- wow. We've, we've G- mentioned guess it. Guess what? You
0: just ruined that. You just snapped that one. Well, I
1: think we've mentioned it before, <laughs> but we haven't done, like, the full-on, like, Put a poll out there. Send your text in. Where do you want the game to be played? We haven't done that. I think we did it
0: before the game last year, though, didn't we? We may
1: have. I think we did
0: it. it was it right after? Right after? I think the options were before, in the beginning season, end of season. Let's just drop it now. I mean, that was the options after after the game. I liked it at the end
1: of the season until the last three years. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I feel about it. I hated beginning, it. beginning, middle, end. As
0: long as it doesn't, the result isn't the same as the last three
1: years. In I don't all care seriousness, I can we all agree that? End of the season, very beginning of the season, both of those are better options than playing it like in week three, which we did in, in those odd years in Lexington. For Does Louisville get
0: within 40 the last three years of its beginning of the season?
1: Yes. Can you agree with what I just said, though?
0: I, I didn't know the last part. I
1: know you did. Um,
0: Sorry, you zoned me out all the time.
1: Playing at the beginning, because if I didn't, the show would just never move on. <laughs> playing at the be- first week of the season or the last week of the season, can we both agree that both of those options are better than what we were doing for a while there, which was like week three? Oh, right, playing Lexington? Hey, it, was the, it was the worst. Three. It was terrible. It was awful. Hated that that that's all. That was on Kentucky, by the way. It was. Uh, they they were mad because we kept beating them. They yeah. tried, to, and to their credit, it kind of worked. They started beating us a little bit when they made that move. That was so bad, though. It was annoying. It was awful. Um, but so again, to, to go back to the point, would I? Would you rather have the other thing that I worry about with the backloaded schedule is Clemson has been even in their best years, kind of a slow starter. We've talked about it. Like we used to always play them in late september early october at the beginning of the season at the beginning of our tenure in the acc and i feel like they always had those that game or two where it was just closer than it should have been the offense wasn't working the way it was later in the year mm-hmm. and then when they got to like october they were juggernauts now last year that was kind of true as well like the offense got it going uh, at the end of the year and when we've played them like when we've played them late in the season last year being the exception and, and that was, I think that was still an October game. I don't think it was November. But when we've played them later in the year, those games have gone worse for us than when we've played them like early October.
0: So, well, one of them it didn't matter if it was where it kind of played after in two thousand eighteen. I mean, and that was
1: the Breeders' Cup. That was on Breeders' Cup weekend. I guess so it would, I
0: guess it would have mattered a bit. If we played them before the Florida State. Maybe. But then again, that would. then you could just have said Clemson was a team that probably we would have been Ended 60. our hope. Yeah, I mean
1: because we lost 77 to 16. I think I I feel we would have kept that game under 61 points if it had been played in September. I feel good about that. I feel confident saying that, but NC state, I don't care about when we play them. Kentucky is, and they've had our number lately. So I I kind of, I go back and forth. I think that there's, you'd like to have the relationship between Malik and the new wide receivers down for sure. I still think I'd almost rather play the tougher games earlier this year, this year, because we have so many veterans back, but
0: there's, well, Clemson's particularly last year, when because they had so they had so many question marks on offense last year as well. It took them yeah. all through the year, including the game against us, where they still were having struggles at some point. There's pros and cons. Yeah, I mean, so uh, you would. I mean, if you're a Clemson fan, you're hoping that that's not the case this year with uh, with DJ having a full year under his belt now. You got Shipley back. You got. I mean, I don't know what their offensive line particularly looks like off the top of my head, but I know the defense is going to be stout. So. The fact is that your quarterback who struggled and is the big key to that offense in most offenses uh, is had a whole year and, and did look a little better
1: as the year went on. Texas says Brock was the starting quarterback when Jared Goff did this prank. We're going to have to watch this during the break. Jared Goff apparently did a prank on a college football team where Brock Doman was the starting quarterback. Because
0: he, well, he was at JUCO, right?
1: He was. He was at one of the, he was at one of the schools that they did um, last chance you at the one in Kansas.
0: Oh, okay. And I don't, I know I know of the show but I've
1: never watched oh, it. How did you never watch Last Chance 2? That's right reality. I don't, right I don't reality. like reality TV. Oh man, I don't know. Uh, Texas is that Auburn team that we were talking about, the Jordan Hare team lost uh, to Florida State and Jameis Winston.
0: Oh yeah, with Michael Dyer. Michael Dyer, that yeah. was that team.
1: Texas Valley always loses Duh. to therapy. its first game every season to start off on a good note. I did see their quarterback, and I don't have his name in front of me. He was—he did a cool thing. He because he was like ten of ten for like four hundred yards and seven touchdowns in that game for who for PRP against Valley oh, last week. Lord. But he did this thing—he's like a mentor to a um, to a kid that's in a in a wheelchair, and he was going over to him after and like celebrating with him after every touchdown, which was like a cool thing to do. Jason Street, kind of no, no, it was not a. Jason Street wasn't in. Jason Street's the quarterback in that situation. This is a different, different plot.
0: He's trying out for the rugby team right now. You see, now you're just relating everything <laughs> to to
1: Friday Night Lights. Oh, oh,
0: everything is going to be related. No, oh, until I finish the show and there's what, five seasons. Kind of
1: reminds me of a little bit of a. He's got a little smashed. Oh, he. <laughs>
0: You, be prepared. For the next week, week and a half, you're going to get a lot of Is it more now. of a Riggins back
1: or more of like a smash back? That's going to be Trevor's analysis of everything for the first next three weeks <laughs> until you finish this damn show.
0: I'm almost done with season one. It makes you feel better. Uh, it does. Is, it, is the best TV show about sports?
1: I don't know about that. It's up there, though. I'd love, I,
0: if you have a suggestion, I'll take one.
1: Well, see, I, I love all the doc series. Like you don't. Well, like the no, I don't. I'm not, I don't think
0: documentary count. I'm sorry, sitcom or uh, drama in general.
1: There aren't that many. I mean, Coach.
0: Ooh yeah. Coach. Hang with Mr.
1: Cooper. <laughs> hang Time. One Tree Hill. The OC. Ryan played soccer for one episode.
0: Say, now you know that is a not Just because he has to be a part of the premise. It's got to be. I mean, it's so far with. I forgot about Coach. Because, and Coach did fade near the end when he it went did. pro. Yeah, when he went to the Breakers. it was, yeah. it was over. But that was. The shark. Yeah, but that was also in like the fifth season, I think. It was late. Yeah. Yeah. It so it, that's a good question. Friday night lights versus Coach.
1: I can't think of any other ones. So we had quite. The Screaming
0: Eagles of Minnesota State. Loved him. You know Minnesota State as a player in the NFL? Did not. Get, you want to guess who this? No idea. Adam Thielen.
1: Cool. That is pretty cool. You, no, it's not you. Adam <laughs> Thielen's a good player. <laughs> Feeling Thielen's. Uh, We've got to go to break before we do. Reminding you guys about our friends over at AirServe. AirServe, once again, EMTs for your air conditioning yeah. because they're available 24 7. They're focused on air quality and energy efficiency, whether That's it's right. too hot, too cold, too dry, or too polluted. Don't matter. AirServe's always going to make sure you're comfortable in breathing the highest quality air in your own home. Give them a call today, 502 264 9662. That's 264 9662. Or visit them online at airserve.com backslash Louisville, A I R E S E R V. Dot com backslash Louisville We'll take a Do break it. We'll come back With hour number two Mike Rutherford Show Rolling on here From Oxmoor Ford And St. Matthews Next here on 1450 The Big X
2: automobile. I was anxious to tell her The way I feel So I told her Softly and sincere And she leaned And whispered in my ear Cuddling more And driving slow With we no... we're
1: Vehicle songs, yeah. Car songs, perfect. Question:
0: What do you do in the back of your pink Cadillac? I don't have one. Would you drive a pink Cadillac?
1: Sure. I mean, I would. Yeah. Why
0: not? If you could play, do you, you don't play an instrument, do you? No. If 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 I if you were someone came down and like gave you the power, like I'm going to touch you and you can play any instrument. Ooh, well. good question. What would what would you? Because I've tried to like I, I I I like failed miserably attempting to pick up the guitar at one time. I Have no idea how people. Specifically, how like somebody like Jimi Hendrix was on like eight hits of acid, and still play guitar. Like I'm sober, trying to do it and can't get this down. But like, I'll I'll tell you mine right now. It, it'd be very close between me between the guitar and this is the '80s in me, the saxophone.
1: I can see saxophone being fun because that
0: was especially big when I was a kid growing up. I mean, every song in the '80s had a sax solo. Uh, you had Rob, you know, Rob Lowe. You know, let's go have some unprotected un- 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 pre- premarital sax. You know, I mean that that little line. So I mean, it's, those are my two. Like the the guitar, because lead guitar should be like, kind of a cheesy answer, though, right?
1: The guitar's the generic answer, but I also yeah. feel like it's. The, I understand. Like I yeah. probably would. The guitar isn't far from my favorite instrument, but it's just like, when are you going to be in a situation where you get to play the saxophone? In public. Like, guitar, you can pull it out, like, if you're, like, a small group of friends. Like, have a good time. You, Even though it always kind of annoys. Like, nobody likes the guy who brings the guitar to the party and starts oh, playing. It no, just no. takes over. <laughs> like, several times, like, oh, my God, don't play, like, beautiful soul Jesse McCartney right now. We're trying to have a good time. Can
0: we get some Mr. Big over here?
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: the, and then, like,
1: three girls were like, let's do it. I'm like, God. I've what? told you. If I knew if I could play guitar and
0: could play that song, I guarantee at least ten times I could have gotten laid. <laughs> at least ten
1: more to my repertoire. Ten I, more notches on the belt. I probably still would. I, my favorite instrument is the piano. The what? The piano. Oh, okay. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> but I don't think, like, I don't know. I, I might go piano. Yeah, be good. I can play the first, like, seven notes of Fury Elise, and That's it. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. That's I,
1: it. I learned how to play the Sting
0: and Axel F, which is the theme from Max Foley, on the xylophone in, in middle school uh, music class. There you go. I, I gave it up, though. I, I gave up the, the xylophone dream way too early. Who knows where I could have been right now. I could be professionally traveling the world playing the xylophone if I had just given up that dream and said I'm here with you. Same I mean, with being the recorder. Yeah. <laughs> you
1: want to hear a little hot cross buns? I could have showed you hot cross buns. Like I, just,
0: I mean, now at this point in my 40s, I'm like, oh, well. But, like, in the 20s, like, yeah, I, I, I kind of really wanted to learn how to play an instrument. Just, to, you know, I mean, I'm already behind the eight ball anyway with size and everything. So, I mean, I, I, I got to – and not to get in, in the wrong places. So, I mean, I I needed something to give me the
1: edge. What's your favorite instrument, though?
0: Um, Honestly, kind of why I lean it to saxophone, maybe.
1: All right. Yeah, I think the it's the – Clinton eight, influence. You're a your Clinton I, it generation. It is.
0: It is. It's the, it's the 80s and early 90s in me, I think. Yeah. I think it, it has something to do with it. I don't know. Maybe I'm alone on the text line and that those are same my age and same era. Maybe they feel differently. But um, I'm to Drums, it, that number comes up. I mean, bass, keyboard. Keyboard's piano, I guess, though. So. No. No one ever goes to orchestra items like uh, the woodwinds, platoon.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, has anyone ever been like, oh, "Man, if I could play one instrument just automatically, I want to be a celloist.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe.
0: Also, what how cellist? Wh- what is the difference between a violin and a fiddle?
1: Fiddle's smaller. Is it's like, it? To, like Are you d- guessing or telling d- me? Different a guitar and a ukulele.
0: Okay. Yeah. Like I never still like when because when, when you're playing bluegrass you're playing a fiddle. But when you're playing classical, you're playing a, a, a violin. Like
1: more strings. Is yeah. there? Okay. I,
0: I just never knew that. I thought it was the same thing. It just did, it depended on the uh, the company that it kept.
1: Yeah. There you go. Um. <laughs>
0: hey, I got one more. This is my last day of summer to go on, um, well, multiple yeah, come on. Let's, yeah. let's be real. Just, so far, I've got so many questions. The season
1: being here just d- <laughs> changes very little about the show. Yes,
0: but this is the day I have so many questions, like, you know, the T-shirt underneath the polo thing, instruments.
1: I mean, I, I got, I got... I got curiosity. Get it all out. Let it all okay. out. <laughs> Why not? Just let it all out. Um, we have a, the, the other thing that came out today that was sort of big news in the world of U of L athletics was we knew that Louisville Kentucky were going to play their men's basketball game on December 31st this year, New Year's. Yep. We now know it's going to be a nooner, and it's going to be on CBS. Yeah, I love the nooner. Two things. One, you do avoid. First of all, this isn't like a couple of times where we have played on New Year's Eve. But it's been like a Friday or a Thursday. Because a lot of people don't have New Year's Eve off as a holiday. It's not a national holiday. New Year's so, Day normally. But no, yeah. yeah, so it's not, it's not a situation where you're going to have to get off of work to watch this game. Thankfully, it is a Saturday. Two, you are, thankfully, which wasn't the case a couple of years ago when we played on New Year's Eve, you're avoiding the college football playoff games. But you're tipping off at the exact same time that the Sugar Bowl is going to be kicking off on ESPN. Which will be, I saw Kentucky fans are already, like, what if we're in the Sugar Bowl? Because it's SEC versus Big Ten, I think. They're like, what if we're in the Sugar Bowl and we're playing Louisville basketball at the same time? I'm like, okay. Like, yeah. I, 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 get I think you've had some good years. Tall, yeah, I mean. let's, <laughs> let's pump the break. We can have this conversation in November if it seems like a remote possibility. What if
0: Louisville's playing in the Sugar Bowl? Hey, guess what, Kentucky? Unlike you, we actually have won one of those.
1: True.
2: <laughs>
0: Very true. In the last, I, I actually, Kentucky, I think did win the Sugar Bowl at one point over Oklahoma. Well, ours is in the last seventy years. Yeah. Wasn't it against Oklahoma when they beat in
1: the Sugar Bowl? No I mean, idea. 50? No Who cares? We weren't enough. were not we are like both. It was like, a 1950. We're negative yeah. 40 years old. Um, so that, that's the good news. There's, there's good and there's bad news there. It wasn't 40. It's a good call. Actually. And we have the <laughs> same exact discussion now where Louisville Kentucky fans both look at this and like, well, the game's buried. What are we doing? I'm like, it's always <laughs> going to be like this. Yeah, it's always been buried. Unless we change the calendar year. December is the worst month for college basketball, and It's not even close because you've got bowl games going on, those are always going to take precedent because they do massive TV ratings, even though nobody goes to them and nobody really cares. They still have huge TV ratings, which is why there's always going to be 50 of them. You've also got students home for winter break. That affects the the ability to schedule games on campus because you're not going to have really big student sections you, you're away from all the early season tournaments you're away from conference play it's when you, you know, kids are studying for finals so the, the teams typically will schedule light it's just it's the worst month for college basketball college basketball makes a it makes a splash in november to a to a to people who want to pay attention with like maui invitational and this year the, the pk tournaments um the champions classic does big-time tv ratings on espn and then to the average american sports fan it disappears for the, all, the entirety of December, it disappears for part of January, and then people start paying attention again when football dies down or, or after the Super Bowl, because then they're like, who's going to be in the NCAA tournament? Nobody's paying attention when Louisville-Kentucky play. This is always going to be the case. We're always going to be buried unless we move the game to the beginning of the year or to the middle of conference play, which is not going to happen.
0: Okay, first of all, I love how we, 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 we pointed out and bragged and puffed our chest slightly. We hadn't talked about the football game, when would you play it? Because we're going to spend time talking about the basketball game and when do we play yeah. it. Also, I, need to, I might need to double your... They're playing Kate Hill in the sound system above me, and it's really distracting me.
1: <laughs> Kate Hill? Yeah, up that hill. Kate Bush.
0: Oh, yeah, wrong one. Running
1: up that hill. <laughs> <laughs> it's the name of the song. I told
0: you I'm distracted.
1: Kate Hill. I can't believe... <laughs> I, are you a little bit surprised? Because I understood that they got they radio keep... play. It's been on radio for like three months now. I know.
0: Well, even the Metallica song is now getting, like, extra... How is it? Yeah, I mean, which is amazing, but I, here, I did, that was not meant to be a distraction away from the schedule talk, even though it does surprised me it's still being played weeks and weeks later. Shocks me. Still charting. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it's amazing. And it's amazing. You knew I, – I, I still never heard of her until the this, this Stranger Things, which I found somewhat disgraceful in myself. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think I, – I do wish they wouldn't move the basketball game, though. I mean, it's just – because right now we're, we're we're always in that fluctuating between Christmas week and New Year's Eve. And I know it hasn't always been there because, like, I, I, I mean, I know – like one of my favorite games, the 94 game, was on New Year's Day, I remember. But, like, yes, they – whatever – I guess – I'm trying to think of the way to word this. Like, if you move to the beginning of the season, I mean, you're obviously – it does take away from some of the rivalry in terms of the two teams playing at their best opposed to meeting, you know, even a month, two months in the season uh-huh. or whatever. But it also – but it does – there's no doubt it helps the rivalry in terms of spotlight. And so it's kind of like you can't have your cake and eat it too with this situation, but to me, like I would rather have the nation giving this respect that the spotlight it deserves on this robbery, which is the best basketball robbery in the country. No, no, no bar none. No questioning it. North Carolina Tobacco Road can take it, two words and suck it. They are not first. They're second. They're third. Whatever. They're sure just as well not first. Louisville UK is, and there's no arguing that. And unfortunately, because ESPN is off the butt of the North Carolina Duke rivalry and they play twice, that Louisville needs to do something else and putting it where they do, it just doesn't work for me. And, and to say, well, it's on you know, CBS it's prime time, and it's primetime, and you mentioned a second ago all the competition you're going against, whether it be bowl games. Well, no, matter what, it, no matter where in that day you're having competition with bowl games and p- football is.
1: Just bigger than basketball. It's not gonna be watched. I mean, yeah, I, I'm fine with the same because I kind of fall into the category. If you're not gonna move it, like, it doesn't really affect me that much because the rivalry means so much to us around here. It's gonna be talked about 365 days a year. You could play that game on you know Christmas Day at 1 a.m. and people are going to be obsessed with it. They're going to watch. Oh, it's it. gonna be
0: the most rated thing on ESPN that week. I promise you. It's
1: uh, it's going. Or CBS. Whatever. It's going to be a niche thing. It's going to be people around here going crazy. And if you have that mentality of I don't care about the rest of the country paying attention, this is our thing, we're going to go crazy over it, then that's fine. Yeah. But I get upset when I see people like up in arms saying, well, why are we on ESPN2? Or why are we playing on New Year's Eve at noon? Why are we competing with the Sugar Bowl? You can't have it both ways. No, if I if you to... don't care about the way that the rest of the country views the rivalry, then don't say, well, I don't want to move it. I, I love it where it is. I love playing it in December. I love playing it the week between Christmas and New Year's. Well, that's fine, but you're always going to be in the situation. So if you want more attention, if you want the North Carolina Duke treatment, you want the full circle, we've got three different co- channels covering this in three different ways, you're going to have to move it to the heart of conference season. You're going to have to move it to middle of February. Uh,
0: would you think that would be more than the beginning of the year?
1: It'd be close. The beginning of the year does draw does, a lot of eyeballs. Because the only
0: problem with the beginning of the year also is you are competing with the out-of-conference big game rivalry. I don't want to say rivalry, matchups. Because you always do have a few of those. Whether be, you'd have to do it right like, at the for beginning. For example, Kentucky playing Gonzaga this year. I mean, yeah. you don't want. I mean, obviously that wouldn't be a matchup because you are talking about Kentucky two games. But you know, you don't want to go into it when Duke's also playing. You know, Gonzaga or Duke's playing Michigan State or something like that. that that's even though it's not a rivalry game. That's going to, from an A's perspective,
1: take way I. So is You'd have to do something like we used to do in football, which is have it on opening night. Because the opening night games, when they've done the Champions yeah. Classic, when they've done the Champions Classic the last couple of years, it's not on opening night this year, but they had made it the opening night, I think the last three seasons, the last two at least. And those games with Duke, Michigan, State, um, Kentucky, and it was the third, it was Kansas, who's the fourth team, in is what the right? uh, opening the, the Champions Classic? It's it's Duke. It's, it's know, Michigan Ohio State, State, right? No, it's that, that's the CBS one. Okay. It's Duke. It's Michigan State. It's Kentucky, and I think UCLA? it's UCLA. I think it? it's Kansas is the other one. Um, I get the two mixed up, obviously. UCLA's in mean, the CBS one oh, okay. too. Well, CBS if you one, have a problem with that one, hit me up. The CBS one really is UCLA, it. North Carolina, Kentucky, North yeah, State. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Kansas is the fourth team in the Champions Classic. Like those games, every single year, are among the highest rated regular season games that ESPN has on opening night, and. Like, it's either right at the beginning of the year or the middle of conference play. I think it's the only two times you can get that type of attention.
0: And Louisville, Kentucky did play first game of the year. Well, at least relatively first games for themselves back in the uh, late 80s. Yeah. I want to say they played in, was it, 88,
1: 89, even maybe 90? They played in November. When the series started, first got back going, they would play a lot of times in, right in November. And
0: I don't know when they moved to the New Year's, the Christmas week, New Year's Day area. Like I said, I remember the Smoky Walker triple-double game being on New Year's mm-hmm. Day. Same. Because I just remember watching the – and you got remember the football schedule was also a little different back then as well. Like we didn't have like – I feel like you had New Year's – you didn't – I don't think they did – did they always do New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, I think?
1: It used to be New Year's Day was like a, a much bigger deal than it is now.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, and I remember that night it was Nebraska and Miami in the Orange Bowl for the national title uh, the same night that Louisville, the Smoky Walker triple-double – like that one, but I mean, I guess I'm okay with New Year's Day a little bit in the daytime, but then it was okay. But now, I don't know. I'm torn because, like, like I said, we both said. I mean, there's there's pros and cons to the moving it, and where I while a part of me would love to get the respect I think this series deserves, the other part of me really doesn't need that 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 that, that respect from other people because I know it, what it is. I know where it stands, and if you don't see it, then that's not my fault. It's yours, and then so I'm I, But that being said. I'd rather it have the best chance at being the peak competition between these two teams, which, if that's the case, then it doesn't need to be Christmas week, but it probably should be in January sometime.
1: Now, whether we, it
0: be late January or not.
1: I'm, I, I think February to me would be the perfect time, but again, it's, it's not going to happen. Neither that, yeah. side wants to move, not side thinks that there's a problem, and it's going to stay here for, I mean, probably the foreseeable future. Now, we mentioned this person yesterday in positive terms. And today we're going to mention him in somewhat negative terms. Remember Terrence Williams, T. Will, Louisville legend. He got caught up in the whole... Um, defrauding the health, the NBA's healthcare plan yeah. during the COVID.
0: Several players were involved with that too. As well. A
1: lot of players. He was apparently the ringleader, which I think Louisville players were both the ringleaders in both the football and the basketball thing in this, because Josh Bellamy yeah. was the ringleader on the football Bel- side. Bellamy's
0: was not as big as, as T. Will's though.
1: It was not. And now we find out that uh, today, Terrence Williams has pled guilty um, Ooh, not good. before a federal judge in Manhattan to conspiracy to commit health care fraud and wire fraud, as well as aggravated identity theft. Uh, he apparently in this scam made. He, they made fake claims totaling at least five million dollars. He now has agreed to pay restitution of two point five million dollars and forfeit nearly six hundred and fifty-four thousand dollars. He also is going to serve a minimum of two years in prison, a maximum of twenty years in prison.
0: So, well, I'm assuming he's not going to. Uh, um, you say a max three 20 years, 20, 20 years maximum, or a maximum prison.
1: 20 years maximum is the maximum sentence. Okay, but not a maximum. Two years is the minimum sentence. So he has probably, to do at least two years in a federal jail. Okay. Ooh. He might be heading to Kansas. He, might
0: might an 11th's worth, it sounds like.
1: We talked about him yesterday because somebody asked our all. Oh, what's
0: aggravated identity theft? Like, isn't any identity theft aggravated? Probably. Is there a kosher identity
1: theft? We got asked yesterday about our, like, all 2000s, post-2000s yeah, team. <laughs> And I said Terrence Williams would be on mine. I think you forget how good he is because yeah. of the fact that his NBA career fizzled out, and the fact that he's become kind of an ass he's going in to his post-NBA <laughs> career. He's—I mean, if you took, like, he was at, at the time that he graduated, he was one of the most beloved Louisville players of all time. Oh yeah, he made great quotes. He was very quotable. Was one of the most exciting dunkers we've ever had, and that's saying something given the stature of our program. He. Like, like led us to that fantastic season in '09, where we were the number one overall seeds in the NCAA tournament. He, like, like he was, he, he was the king of Louisville. He was
0: a generation's Duane. He was. He is to like some kids at that age that Duane was. For today.
1: sure, I, I think every generation of kid growing up has like that player that defines yes. their that that. that that sweet spot when you're growing up, for when you first get into Cardinal sports, there's a Dewan Weed era, there's a Reese Gaines era, yep, yep. there's a Francisco Garcia era, yep. there's a there's certainly a Terrence Williams. You can go era. back
0: and say Le, uh, Le Bradford, you can obviously yeah, Purpose Ellison. I also like Derrick Sullivan a lot, but yeah.
1: But like there, there was a whole era of kids. I think Jack Harlow has said this. Like Terrence Williams was his guy when yeah. he was growing up and like first getting into Louisville sports, those formative years. And since he graduated, I mean, he has done nothing but cover himself in sort of just poo whatever the opposite of glory is that you want to use I think it started the very next year I don't know if you remember this we played Villanova on a big Monday game it was a wide out it was a huge game and he was they brought him back it was the first time he'd been back to the Yum Center since uh, I guess it was, this was at, at Freedom Hall uh, it was the first time he'd been back uh, maybe I guess it was the first year of the Yum Center it was, it was 2010 yeah it was Yeah. No, 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 I take it back. Because he graduated in 09. The last season at Freedom Hall was twenty. The, the year after. So this was the year after. Was he 09 or 08? He was 09. Oh, no. Okay. This was the, so he was back at Freedom Hall for the first time since graduating. And he sat courtside, and they kept showing him. And he, like, didn't look up from his phone the entire time. Like, they would, they, they acknowledged him. Like I He mean, got a standing ovation. He kind of just, like, gave it like a duck. Like, didn't even, like, act like he was too good for everybody. And people were like, that was kind of a D move. And since then, like, it, it just kept getting worse. I mean, he's a great example of, you know,
0: can, I, one bad ending, and that ending being basically the Michigan State game where he, you know – was He was not great. Yeah, I mean, th- that's an understatement. Bench for lot- the second half. nicest way you could put it. You know, ruining – I don't want to say ruining, but, but, you know, just erasing all the good stuff. And the same thing I brought up when we talked about retired numbers and I brought up Rozier where, you know, it, it's a great example. It's in the prime the same example. Rozier, who played – was a great impact player at Louisville, but you're going to remember him in that Arizona State game just – Passing it up to court, not caring, and Louisville getting beat by 30 as Reeves and, and Stoudemire running past him, doing laps, you know, and Louisville getting just demolished that speed-16 game, so I, I, it's unfortunate because I think both of them should be judged by their, the bulk of their career instead of just the one game, but unfortunately that's how we are and as humans and society in general. I think he does deserve to probably be in that, that 20th, 20 to 20th, uh, the 20th century's team i get you would for sure
1: it. i mean yeah. he was he was a fantastic player he was a national story that year uh he was great and how big of an ass he's been since graduating should not mm-hmm. affect that but it does i mean it, it changes you and i guess the perfect like the the juxtaposition you can have is Edgar Sosa, when he graduated was one of the least, I think likable players in terms of his style of play amongst Louisville fans. People hated the way that Sosa played. And then like, he's been nothing but like super endearing since graduating. You see more of his personality. Remember when he broke his leg playing for Calipari on that world cup team. And like, he was so gracious about that. He's come back. He's always like, he's a very, he's a super nice kid. We say a kid lightly. He's like 35. Yeah.
0: I I, I always think of Sosa a little bit off, off the court when, uh, we were doing a show out at a, a, a restaurant, and we were out with your boy, Brian Brom, and Sosa just happens to walk in, Dugan over here remembering this, I'm sure, walks in just to get food at said restaurant and was like, walked over to us and sat down, I think joined us for like an hour. He's and awesome he, guy. And just, and, and did, I, we didn't ask him. We didn't, you know, try to twist his arm, put him on the spot or anything. He just, you know, like we did with Gary Payton down in Atlanta. <laughs> we'd, we'd put on the spot so he'd come on with us. <laughs> now Edgar, like, walked up to us and just like, you know, hey, guys. So, you know, daddy, yeah. So nice, and. I think I think I know the answers because I think you've kind of shown a little bit, like me. Like, can you can you be a fan of a player? Maybe you can because you are a Will fan. But can you be a mm. fan of a player knowing if he's a complete just bleep hole off the off the off the field or it off the court? It. It's
1: it's why like like I, to me I, I
0: can I can decipher it. I can look at what they've done on the like I don't have to like him as a person, but I can love him as a player. It's
1: it's a big part of the reason why I've always. It's hard to despite do. the you know, growing in stature with the website and stuff over the years. It's I've tried to keep like a. A fence between me, like I don't like covering the games, I don't like dealing with the kids because it it's hard not to have your perception change when a kid is like a total ass. Oh yeah, I know, I agree. And like I think that you know you hear stories, you're always going to hear stories. Like there were stories about plenty of stories about T. Will when he was here. Oh yeah, I, and I know. like. It, it does change things. I think you can still – you can put that aside. I mean, there have been coaches that we've had to root for that we haven't really liked as people. As well, long as they're winning, though. As I long mean, as yeah. they're winning, like, you can find the good. You can find the good in anybody when you want to. And I think it's you, – you can still differentiate, but it definitely becomes tougher. And it's, on the flip side, it's a lot easier to root for a kid when you know they're they're good people. Like when oh, I, yeah. I, the first time I met Edgar Sosa, he was – it was before his senior year. And we were at, like, a like, – I knew one of the assistant coaches was, like, come over and, and hang out with me and, and talk to me, like, let's have some drinks. Before one of the football games, and like most of the kids were doing, the, like I'm too cool for like to talk to anybody, like leave me alone, like I'm a big. And then Sosa comes over, and he's like, he's just talking me up for like 30, 45 minutes. Same thing as you on the radio show, just like super engaging, super nice, just be and like that made it a lot easier for me to root for him that season. Literally, the only thing me and Sosa have in common. <laughs> what do you
0: mean? <laughs> then we will talk you up for 30 minutes and so nice. Well,
1: yeah, but n- nice is for one of you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, not not you. Um, I, I, don't,
0: I just I just know there's some players like that I've mentioned. We've talked about like in. I guess it's just in general, too, because the same thing that goes for me with, like, uh, in entertainment. Like, I know some people, like, I'll never watch so-and-so in a movie because he's a, you know, a bad person off the set. I never, I'm not going to, like I said, you know, I'm not going to maybe invite, you know, certain people to come babysit my kids or hang out at my house with me, but... I'm still going to love them. If they're entertaining to me in a movie or a song or on sports, I'm going to enjoy them.
1: It has been awkward over the years. There have been times, like when I was doing the national stuff for SB Nation, there was one time where they wanted me to talk to a particular player about something for a national story. And that player had me blocked on social media. <laughs> and I was like, well, it's going to be a little bit tough for me. But, I, you know, you still root for him. Did you deserve brand. the blocking? No. I, don't even, I still don't <laughs> even know what it was for. I think this person, this person was kind of fed up with everybody on social media and was like blocking everybody or like oh, yeah. Yeah, anybody. It sounds like
0: me. Have you, have, you ever, have you ever felt you didn't deserve you? Have you done been blocked by someone on Twitter or on social media? I guess Twitter in general. And been like, I deserve that. Yeah, one Okay. Time, one time. I didn't, I didn't Michael know.
1: Michael Borgaro from New York Times, the <laughs> daily podcast.
0: He had that, Roy, that Roy, uh, Roy Sparrow look when you get slapped, like, I probably deserve that one. Oh, I knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah.
1: He was blocking everybody, and I was piling on. He made a stupid tweet oh, about the South. It, yeah. yeah, and I was like, you know what? You're a douche. You're what good. do I got to do to get blocked here? Come on. I still listen to the podcast. He doesn't do it as much ever, anymore. He's not on daily, but I still have that block. Um, 502-414-1450, the Thornton's text line. i tell you what, we'll take some of your texts after the break. People are reacting to the uh, the t will stuff. People are reacting to the U L UK being New Year's Day at, uh, at noon stuff. So we'll get their thoughts coming up after the break. Before we, we do that, I want to remind you guys about our friends over at First Bankers Trust. First Bankers Trust... Make the first choice in wealth management with First Bankers Trust. They got you covered not just with investment management, but also comprehensive financial planning, trust in estate services, and so much more. First Bankers Trust, we put trust first. Find out more about First Bankers Trust over at firstbankerstrust.com. Uh, we'll take a break, we'll come back, we'll take your text on five, at 502-414-1450 on the Thornton Stacks line. It's the Mike Rutherford Show, live here at Oxmore Ford. We're rolling on after this on 1450
2: the Big X.
1: Back in here, 1450 961 is the Mike Rutherford show on a Friday. Happy second week of high school football, happy week zero of college football to you. We'll get into that a little bit uh, in hour number three. We're live from Oxmoor Ford today until six o'clock. Reminding you here that uh, Oxford Ford, the place to be if you need a car. They can You can ma- manufacture things your way. You can get it your way. They also have F-150s with financing as low as 2.9% with approved credit. They've got several in stock to choose from, or again, you can order your own vehicle, have it the way you want it, and lock in your 2.9% rate. Come out here to Oxford Ford and see what we're talking about right in the heart of St. Matthews. Uh, Trevor Kelsey with me here. Dugan Ryan, the boss, is sitting down as well. Um, wherever you're, you Trevor, this is the, the classic remote, the post, the mid-show smoke break. You, feel, you, you, you Rejuvenated, revived, ready to go?
0: Yeah. yeah, He's good. He's good to go. He's good for another hour and a half. I only did a half a cigarette, though. I, 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 oh. I, well, I, 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 I timed it out. Like, before the show, I only smoked a half of one. I put it out, and, like, this is a perfect uh, mid-break, half-smoke break. There you go. Went out there. I Wasn't alone. Uh, there was a customer out there, out there having a cigarette as well. Guy out here at uh, Test Driving in his Sosa jersey. Nice. So, uh, <laughs> 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 like, I, I, When I see somebody wearing, like, an old-school Sosa jersey, like, Tuesday – I can't but wonder, A, are they just wearing a throwback because they're a fan? Or, B, are they just like cheap and bought it like just like a year ago at a TJ Maxx? But we're,
1: you, you, for people who have no idea what you're talking about, you're talking about a Sammy Sosa jersey. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, an yeah. Ed, We're talking about Edgar Sosa last segment. Well, I'm I'm sure, I'm sure Sosa jersey, i are wearing an jersey. I would assume most people listening were like, why is a guy wearing an Edgar Sosa jersey? You guys were just talking about him. No, it's a Sammy Sosa jersey out yeah, there. Sure.
0: Yeah, it is, you're right. Yeah, yeah, it is. He's rocking. Like, I, you, you, you have to think that it's not somebody – like, because I have, like, old throwback jerseys. Like, I have, you know, like, Jerome Brown and Dawkins and plays like that for NFL players. But, like, they're, they're authentic throwbacks I've purchased, like Mitchell Nesta. Like, I see that. I feel like that's somebody who, like, bought that probably, like, just, like, within the last year or two, like, on discount. Maybe. And not a big Cubs fan.
1: It's, you know, maybe he's getting into the, I don't know, The summer makes them nostalgic for the (laughs) the 98 summer. For
0: the 90th summer of 98. Speaking of, I saw, we mentioned
1: a lot of times things come full circle on the show. For whatever reason, we'll mention something just in passing, and then there'll be like a a big news story about it, or that person will find himself or herself in, in the news. We were talking earlier this week, I think when Jenna was in here on Monday, about that, or maybe it was last week, the Valley Sports team and... I was mentioning the St. Matthews Valley Sports rivalry when I was growing yeah, you, up. You,
0: you, were the only person in the entire state rooting Japan. against the kids. My yeah. friends
1: were too. We, we were.
0: I'm glad. Yeah.
1: It is the. This is the 20th anniversary of that team winning the world championship. Was that '02? It was '02. It was my senior year of high school. And I saw that it was like they interviewed Rick Bosch interviewed Zach Osborne, who was like the star of that team. Yep. His dad was the coach, and was t- he was the only one from that team that really went on to like play at a very fairly high level. Got
0: drafted by the Dodgers, I believe.
1: He got drafted. He spent some time in the never minor made, leagues. yeah,
0: never made the majors. But he
1: got as close as AAA. Never got called up Did to the okay. bigs. Uh, but he played at Tennessee. He led yep. PRP to a state title his senior year. And like bad stuff, a decent amount of bad stuff happened to some of those kids. Oh, over the years uh, that's, that followed. That might be
0: an understatement. They do a. They could do a behind the little league slash behind the music version of that, and yeah, there's. I've, I've read. Uh, I think a couple of years ago they did a, like a
1: where are they now it was like a
0: 15th year anniversary, or maybe it was a 10. It's been that long, but yeah, a couple of them had some substance issues. I yeah. know, and I mean, it had to have been tough. I mean, they were rock stars for as you know, as close to being a child star as you can be at that time. I mean,
1: it is a weird thing, especially when you're like in high school. I think to go from and, and kind of start to realize. It's probably never going to be as big as it was when I was 12 years old. Like that moment in my life, everybody looks forward to that type of moment where you just have, you're on center stage. You have the nation's attention. It's your 15 minutes of fame, and to have it happen when you're 12 and start to realize slowly when you get to be 16, 17 that it's probably not going to happen again. Well, I mean, it's
0: probably stopped by time within a year. I mean, it's it's, pro- probably a bit, uh, but yeah. you don't
1: realize it. Like I think when you're no. when you won the Little League World Series in your 12 year old mind, like they're all going to go play Major League Baseball. They're all oh, going yeah. to be superstars. Like everybody thinks that at that point in time. And I think once they got into high school, they probably started to realize, well, this this kind of sucks. And Osborne was really the only one who came close to having moments like that. Now he's he's a hitting coach. Uh, in the minor league system, I think he's at single A level. He's trying to get up to the major leagues. He's, he's like, my dream is still to be in the majors. Now it's as a hitting coach, not as a player. But 20 years, man, it doesn't seem like it was that long ago.
0: He was Osborne was the sh- well, he was the shortstop, right? Shortstop and pitch. I guess yeah. Well, all of them pitch. I guess he and Alvey more. were the
1: two. That yeah. was what I was going
0: to ask you. I just didn't even, like the close moment. uh It was. I don't remember. Is it Jason Ivy? Aaron Alvey. Aaron Alvey. He was the big kid, right? He was the big kid. He yeah. had the home run. There's, the, there's always championship.
1: A, he pitched and he was always the a Trevor kid on the team. He pitched the shutout and hit the home run that was the only run in that game against uh, Japan. Okay. He, was, he was their big pitcher, and when Osborne pitched, he played shortstop. When Alvey pitched, Osborne played shortstop. And who who
0: was the who was the, the kid, the, the, the second baseman? The, 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 yeah, the, the little kid, yeah. the smallest the old, one. The only 11-year-old on the yeah.
1: team. Yeah. Little Peanut was the second baseman. But, yeah, they, a lot of those kids ended up going to PRP they ended up winning state their senior years. Some of yeah. them went to Butler. I think some of them were kind of spread out. but where did
0: Alby end up going? Do you remember
1: Alby went to Butler? I think he dropped out like he Dang. he was one of those he had a, he ran into issues pretty quickly,
0: yeah, I don't want to talk th- I think it was the youngest one that had the substance one of the substance problems was the youngest kid I one remember. of them,
1: one of them passed away unfortunately. yeah I, know. I don't him. think it was I don't think it was him, but Alby. I, I was, don't want to say it
0: was him and be wrong about it, I, but I know I remember a couple of them did have that issue.
1: Alby and Osborne had the classic little league thing, which is. Like me too, as, as somebody who was a little league star back there. Like,
0: you, oh, that was the peak of my my hall. Of, I'm a little league hall of famer.
1: You had just grown more than everybody else, which was your biggest asset. Like Pretty Osborne, much, yeah. Osborne was, you, and you can kind of tell sometimes with kids. Like he was almost fully developed at twelve, yeah. and he like ended up being like five foot six. Alvy was a behemoth of a, a kid, like five eleven. He ended up only being like six foot tall. Like there's, it was just like you know.
0: I was six three in middle school. Yeah,
1: a lot of times you just you, you peak yeah. early, and you're still six. St- yeah, exactly.
0: That's what I Yeah, I was saying. that's the unfortunate part is yeah. Like seventh, eighth grade, I think I I was 6'3", like, you know, two, 220, 230. Like, I'm just, unfortunately, I'm 42 and I'm still 6'3", and God, would I love to be two twenty two thirty.
1: But that was my biggest dream. As a kid who grew up and kind of realized, I started realizing like 9, 10, that I was pretty good at baseball and then All-Stars was coming up. I was, I was like an 11-year-old on the 12-year-old team. I was the peanut of that team uh, the year before. And, like, my 12 year old year, all I cared about was, like, it wasn't even, like, state. Like, I just wanted to win district and get to state and beat Valley Sports. And I was so obsessed with it. It was probably the most, like, I was more obsessed with that than I was, like, winning a state title once I got to high school. And Valley just always beat us. I
0: rooted, I rooted heavily for them. Um, mainly because I also rooted majorly for the, uh, St. Matthews' team, they got kind of screwed because they were – that was real good. I think it was Seth – was it Seth Green? It was the kid? Scott that, Green, was, Scott Green he yeah. was with me. Yeah, the, I guess, well, you were on the team that, that did really well, but you that was when you had to go through Texas.
1: No, he was he was a year behind me, but he was on he was an 11-year-old on our All-Star team okay. so when I was 12.
0: Okay, so that was – you were on that team, I guess, that – didn't you all end up going decent? We didn't –
1: we got beat by Valley Sports. He was a year behind okay. me. When he was 12, I was past Little League. It's easy. You're younger than me. Because I know, so I'm doing math with you here. We're trying to work. work and it out. I've already,
0: you've already lost me. So
1: the team after, <laughs> after I st- after I was 12, he was he hey, became Michigan. 12. They went to. Can you, write this? Can you show the math? Yeah, they lost. <laughs> they lost in the regional finals.
0: Okay. Yeah. But again, that, but the big point was that was the going through the different regions. When Valley Station eventually did it, they didn't have to go through the South. They got to go through Michigan and things like that.
1: It was great, Lakes Valley. Yeah, 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 which was, was a was lot easier yeah. for it was when they expanded because the, Little World Series was smaller yeah. when we were playing, and then it expanded. I think right before. Yeah, we we
0: were never team. getting through, and we had to compete with Texas and Oklahoma's and stuff like that. Like those that we weren't ever getting that far in that in the third. But the other thing I remember about that that team was that being at Cardboard Heroes, we got like the, the t-shirts in, the, you know, the, the championship shirts, and like we got the first batch, and then they were gone within like a day. Yeah, and I just remember my manager, Chuck, was like, well, "We got to order more," and we got like a like two shipments in. I think we had at least seventy percent of those until t- the day I left, and like two years later, like once we sold that first shipment, like that we got them in the rest them in like two, a week later after the championship had occurred, and a week later, no one gave a bleep anymore.
1: We were watching Mary's uh, <laughs> Mary's cousin, her uh, son is big into Lily. They live in Lexington, and they had we were watching. We had a, a party a couple weeks ago at, at her cousin's house, and we were watching this Indiana team that had made the, the the regional finals. They were playing Kentucky, and like we're like going for Kentucky, and all of a sudden they get kind of quiet. His Lexington Little League team had just lost to that Kentucky team in the uh, state championship game on like a walk-off homer in the sixth when they had led, and he was—they were still bummed about it. So they were doing the the jaded thing that I had done with Valley Sports my whole life. They were rooting against the Kentucky team, like we don't like those kids. We don't like the North Laurel team. So they were—they uh, were against it.
0: Damian Monte—he was after the uh, us winning it, right? Or was he before? He was before. He, was I it think before? he was the year before. I think was, it was he before? before? Yeah. Like he's the one name that like when I think of Little League sports, like uh, obviously. It, being at Kentucky Valley Station is the reason why it stuck in my memory. But outside of them, like Danny like the, Monte is like the only thing I really – the one thing that I always remember about Little League – and I love watching the Little League World Series, to be honest with you. I watch it, all, I watch it every year. But, like, in terms of the memories that stick out, like that, those are the two that I always will never forget.
1: He was the one, too, because a lot of times you have, like, big kids and was like, they're not going to see a birth certificate for them. But they still look like their mannerisms, their athleticism. You can tell they're just – they're big kids that they're, they're not that coordinated. Almonte was the one when I was watching. I'm like, there's no way that kid's <laughs> Like the winds up the delivery. Like he was, like, he was like a pro. And you could tell. I'm like, he looks like a good 14 year old, not great 14 year old playing little league baseball. We had and that's kid, exactly what he wound up being.
0: We had a kid in St. Matthew's little league. I'll never forget. Uh, I think he ended up. The next name was Chris Kelly. I think. I think he ended up. Uh, he's but he was a big kid, very young. I don't think he ever grew much at St. Max, but. Uh. He, he played St. Maddie's basketball, and we went out to the All-Stars. I mean, he had like a, like a, like a part of a mustache already coming in. No, oh, there were some kids. I remember. And, I mean, and yeah. he was legitimate. We, didn't, we weren't cheating. He was, you know, 12 years old, or he you know, was 12 at the time. And, like, we had to, like, we get out there, I remember this, to J-Town. And, like, the director of the J-Town Optimus is like, there's no way this kid's 12. And his mom's like, his kid's mom pulls out a birth certificate. She's like, I've been having to carry this with me since he started Little League Sports yeah. three years ago. Like, I carry it everywhere. And they, they made us show it to him, and they, they, still, they still tried to, like, argue he can't play, but we're like, yeah, not just because you're sad, you can't beat us and anything.
1: My guy, <laughs> Arvin Rogers on Twitter, says, I went to school with a bunch of the guys on that Little League World Series team. Many were burnt out and didn't want to play in college. It's a normal thing. It like I, I think you, especially when you have success, like, even I think about a lot of the kids that I, friends that I had in high school who played, you know, maternity football or St. X football or even, you know, male football a lot of times like you have this love for the sport and you've been doing this, you go, 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 the off season workouts. It's just, it's all you know, especially when you've gotten it's like your senior season, and you've done it for three straight off seasons. And then you get to college and if you're not playing at the FBS level, like you're playing in front of crowds that are smaller than you played in front of in high school. And you've also, you felt like when you're playing at one of these big time high school programs, you've kind of felt like you've been playing at, at a college level for the last three, four years. And when you get to college and you're finally free and you have a full-on social life and you don't have to worry about, I don't have to be in class at this specific time or I don't have, you know, you kind of want that more freedom. And I had, I had a lot of friends who just got to college. They were excited about playing at, like, Transy or playing at, you know, Franklin College or something like that and then realized after their first year, I'm just kind of burnt out on this. I want to yeah. be a normal college kid. And that's I don't, think totally t- I don't think it's
0: uncommon. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how many kids, I I'm just, I know you're not going to be able to answer this, but just this is just off the wall of curiosity, that actually are like are that play in the College World Series that make it to the major league level.
1: I mean, I know, you know I,
0: the only one I can think of off the top of my head is Todd Frazier.
1: Todd Frazier was the big Cause, one because he won
0: it with, with uh, was it Tom's River Tom's, Tom's River, River. Jersey? Yeah.
1: There was there have been more, and but I only
0: know him because I interviewed him and that I
1: brought it up in the interview with there, him. There've also been several that like I don't know there's like a, a big time NHL player who played in the Little League World Series. I think the White
0: Goodens Little League team played in the Little League World Series, if I'm not mistaken, out of Florida as well.
1: I there's, could be wrong
0: about that, but I think they did. And I don't mean win it, but just, just competing in the Little League
1: World Jason Series.
0: Jason Veritek. Did he? Okay. Oh, is this a Google search that came yes. up? Yes. Okay.
1: Cody Bellinger. Okay. Michael Conforto.
0: Don't know his name.
1: Gary Sheffield.
0: Okay, maybe that's what I'm thinking of Gary Sheffield, but not Dwight Gooden. And not both.
1: Matt Castle. Before, I, I was thinking of Chris Drury, the Colorado Avalanche player. I knew he played in the Little okay. League World Series. Uh, Pierre Turgent, another Avalanche player. I mean, there's, a, awesome lot, there's the a lot of, of pictures
0: I'm seeing there. That's a, I mean, I know it's still a small
1: percentage. Lloyd McClendon, Billy but, Hunter, Wilson oh. Alvarez. Ruben Tejada.
0: Does it surprise you seeing all these names, kind of?
1: A little bit, yeah.
0: It kind of makes you kind of want to go back and even watch the film of them playing Little League, doesn't it, a little bit? Not really.
1: I'm not going to go that far. Is that creepy? (laughs) Lance Lynn, Matt Castle, former NFL quarterback. Is he still in the NFL?
0: Matt Castle, no, no way, There's no, 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 way. No,
1: no way, no. But he
0: was in the League World Series at one point. That's crazy. I would say then that would, I mean, just from that picture, I would say that's probably we're talking less than one percent, maybe.
2: Oh yeah, but still, For sure.
0: I mean, that's still I, that's more than I would have guessed. What you just looked up, I wouldn't, and that's not. That might be just the more popular names. There could be a lot of people that made. You know, made the major leagues for maybe, you know, a cup of coffee, I would count them.
1: If I remember correctly, Danny Almonte, he ended up playing like in high school, like on his normal age.
0: Didn't he sign with the Yankees or something?
1: No, no. He, he, no. En- he ended up being like a, j- a very bad junior college player and married a grown woman when he was like 16 years old. I think he married like a teacher. He was like 31 when he was 16. That's my boy. He's <laughs> always being older than he needs to be, just robbing his childhood.
0: You're right. It wasn't him I was thinking of, it was the kid who stole the Tarasco home run. He ended up being – That's right. He, uh, uh, what was his name?
1: Jeff uh, – no. Uh, no,
0: you're, no you're, I think you're right on the Jeff part, right, maybe? The Jeffrey uh, – Jeffrey Mayer. Yeah. He ended up making, like, minor league baseball, I think. I don't think he played he major. He ended up being a good player. Yeah. But he ended up – yeah, he's always going
1: to be remembered as the guy who, who basically uh, screwed over the Orioles. Texas says 502 or 5024141450 is the Thornton stacks line. Texas says Dyer was not on that Auburn team that lost to FSU. He played with the with Newton versus Oregon in that BCS title game. Come oh, on, okay. TK. Remember he had the famous run where he was. Yeah, he
0: didn't get down. He, he wasn't was not set on top of the guy. That was one of the first times that got brought up too. For sure. I feel like it's been beaten to death now with with that scenario. But that was one of the that was one of those first times
1: when you saw that and you were like, technically he isn't down. Yeah. Texas says, I always like to pull it out in public, the guitar, that is. <laughs> I did say that, and right away I was like, somebody's going to, they had to pull it out in public. I mean, uh,
0: if you could play guitar, would you, be, would you take it to, to. No. You're not no, going to
1: No. It'd have to be like a small like, family gathering or something. Or, or with like people Camp who I knew I would never pull it out like at a party.
0: You're, not, you're, more, you're more Pluto grabbing it and, uh, and crashing it against the wall while a guy's singing it. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> Texas says, it would be the saxophone for me, too. I'm a big lethal weapon movie fan.
0: There, yeah, you got, you, this, I mean, I think the sax, if, if, if you're trying to you know, impress the young lady, maybe on a double date or one-on-one, if you bring out the sax, I think that could yeah, that, that could do a little
1: work. <laughs> I
2: mean,
1: oh, yeah. <laughs> the wine's flowing. If yeah, well, yeah. you ever, I know every time that song gets brought <laughs> up, have you ever watched the Sexy Sax Man videos? I know I always recommend no. them to you. You've got to find them. It's so good. <laughs> he plays Kale's Whisper in public all the time. It's, it's, it's just Well, wonderful. you know I love Carlos Whisper. Well, no, that's that's Sexy yeah. Sax, man. That's what he does. Um, Texas says we were talking about the best non documentary sports shows. Yeah. And we because you're watching Friday Night Lights right now. And Texas says Swagger on Apple TV is probably the best sports series that's come out in the past decade. I'm, I've never even heard of that. I'm not familiar with it.
0: I mean, just it, it, amazingly, I, when it comes to movies, not, I guess TV shows more annoy me because usually they're so cheesy. But the sports. Just crappiness always annoys me in TV shows. <laughs> For like, sure. Like In movies, it's not as bad, I don't think, and I can be more, I guess, forgiving movies. But, like, in TV shows and, – but, and, but probably in that life, it's not. Like, it looks they do very a good job. genuine with the – and you mentioned Coach. Well, Coach never actually showed much on-field stuff, so that's probably not an issue. But, like, yeah, most of the time when – like, I, I threw in One Tree Hill as a joke. And I threw it as a joke because the only reason I even know it is because the girl I, I used to hang out with in college, she, was, she loved that show. I'd have to sometimes sit through it. And there were worse shows than that probably should me sit through, but that was one of the worst. And, like, they would show them playing basketball, and I'd just be sitting there like, this is just... This is awful. That's what it, it was sure. right up there when Will Smith joined the basketball team in Bel Air, and they're playing in
1: like a right.
0: a gym no bigger than a hallway
1: bathroom. That's, I mean, that's every every show has the same <laughs> I know thing. that's
0: that's what hurts. I know
1: it. there was that show that came out on Netflix a couple of years ago called like All American. And people were recommending it. This is going to be a great show. And I watched the trailer, and I was like, nope, nope. <laughs> Can already tell it's not. They're not serious. But about But Brian Lights
0: looks like they use. I don't. I'm not. Obviously, they don't use real. They film actual games. Yeah, it looks good. I mean, that,
1: that's the one perk about it. They did the same thing that they did for the movie. Because the people who, I think it's David Berg, who does, he actually, David Berg does. Peter Berg, I thought. You're right, Peter Berg. He Look did, at me correcting a name. Name Boy, nailed it. I'm, I'm out. He did that. Uh, every time he put that mic down, by the way, it's so loud. That was on purpose. I know. Though.
0: I was trying to do it for
1: effect Peter Berg did the, the QB1 show that I'm always telling you you need to watch. That hmm. follows around a qu- different set of high school quarterbacks yeah, every the year. Had Tate Martell guy on it. Had Tate Martell in season one. Yeah. They had um, uh, the kid from UK who ended up not panning out.
0: Didn't Spencer Rattler on it? Spencer Rattler
1: was on the, the most recent season. Clearly a couple I've heard of years about ago. it. <laughs> it's a great show, yeah. but. He, he like they he knows how to do sports. He knows how to get it right cuz he also helped out on the, the original the Friday night's night movie. Yeah, Friday night movie, yeah. And they did the same thing where they would film at local they arrow shots from local high school games. They'd get real players to do you know what it. what else he's done? A bunch of stuff. He's Glad to he's, look it up. Texas Trevor wants to be the master of guitar.
0: That's from <laughs> Rashawn.
1: Ooh, the guitar. Man, what <laughs> Wouldn't mind a return of the guitar. Somebody has Arsenio Hall with, uh, this is you and Bill Clinton. <laughs> I love how everyone the photoshops your the Photoshop. same picture. There aren't many I of available. To, have you been to my Facebook page? Well, yeah, but like, I'm friends with you. That's uh, true, yeah. You, have, you, you probably have a private page.
0: No, I don't. I welcome anyone and everyone. Text, Stalkers, we,
1: Stalkers are welcome. Text says, of UK will also never get the college game day treatment in December. Well, they don't even do college game day in December, so it's not going to happen. But, I mean, hell, we, we can't even get the college game day treatment since we've been winning national titles. Like, we, they no. haven't come to the U.M. Center one time since we opened the building up. So, yeah, I don't...
0: Yeah, I guess the last one was... When was the last game? Because the only one I went to was the one... Georgetown. Georgetown, yeah, the whiteout game, yeah. They did one after that. It was that. so bad, I hated it. It was so boring.
1: They did one after that, and but they have not come since Louisville moved to the U.M. Center. Because I asked... Been, we yeah. had Reese Davis I did an interview with him he well, we won a national title and been in the two final fours since then but well, you know what and he like he guaranteed. he's like he's like we're coming next year like you can put that in writing I'm 100% sure and then it didn't happen and like I was kind of like okay what the hell and he said that they had you know they don't do it like college football does where you can pick the best game of the week and it fluctuates you can wait to see how the results play out they get before the season starts they have like two games that they can pick from and when it was like like that year, Louisville was in on it a couple of times, and it just so happened that they fell on the same weekend as like number one versus number three in the country, and it would have been silly to pick the other game. So we kind of got screwed that year, and since then, you know, we've had some not so cool stuff has, has come up, and it's gotten in the way of us having game day. So there's that.
0: Peter first ever movie was a very bad things. You ever seen that? No. So it's, oh, I have seen that. It's with the, where they with Krishna Slater. Yeah. They, they
1: kill the stripper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The stripper's Kobe Ty, a porn star. Yeah. Texas <laughs> says, uh, Mike, who are some of the surprising, very unlikable players in U of basketball history and the surprising, likable players? I'm not going to, I don't want to do the. Do very, we, we
0: don't have to do that anyway because, first no. of all, it's subjective on your own opinion.
1: And I don't want to ruin the, the perception of anybody for, yeah. for somebody. Like they, I, I've, been surpri- I've been unpleasantly surprised by a lot of guys that I really. I mean, someone you play. may think
0: is a POS, I might not. I mean, that, that's, sure. that's also, I don't, I don't think that's. I think for
1: the most part, it's consistent.
0: Depends. Yeah. I'm pretty more lenient than you are.
1: Yeah, but you also, <laughs> I think you're also more sensitive than I am. I think you I somebody. I'm a, I'm a sensitive guy. Yeah, if somebody, like, didn't say hi to you the right way, you'd be like, I hate him. <laughs> well, of course, I don't hate anybody, but Yeah. <laughs>
0: I, I think I don't I, think it's very. You have to be very, very, very bad to me to, for me to actually hate somebody.
1: So we can do. Surpri- I'll, I'll do surprising likable players. I, also said, I already said Edgar Sosa. I like
0: how surprisingly likable. Okay. Well, Edgar
1: Sosa, <laughs> I think you know his on-court demeanor rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Okay. Yeah. Um. I and I think people were. I think anybody who met him off the court was probably surprised at just how affable he was. He, he was. He's a great guy. He still is. Um, I'm trying to think of...
0: You might be better at this than me because you probably talk to more players than I have in general.
1: Most of the players that I think you would expect to be super nice off the court are like Peyton Steven, You I mean, super nice yeah, guy. Yeah, I agree to that. Um, Russ Smith, extremely nice guy. I agree to that. Um, Luke Hancock, very nice guy. Can't confirm that. I'm trying to think of anybody who is just like you would be like, eh, I'm surprised that, I, that, he's, that he's cool. And I can't, I can't think of anybody besides Sosa. Derek
0: Character. Yeah.
1: Character's very was very nice. But he, he was a big teddy bear. He just did stupid stuff. Um, Clark? Earl's very nice. I've, I've met him one time. I don't
0: think anybody would be surprised if saw awesome on and off the court.
1: David Pageant is, is very, very cool. Yeah. He's the coolest. I
0: don't think that would shock anybody, though.
1: No. I, I can't, I'm, I'm just trying to think of it like in recent years. Shane? Uh, I mean, I don't think... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody would be shocked about how Shane is off the floor.
0: I like how you're not going to answer the who's not, but I'm going to corner you into it by by making you stumble over saying yeah. I mean, Shane, Shane,
1: Like, what, what do you want me to say? I don't, well, I'm thinking of people who
0: may be surprised. I mean,
1: I don't think anybody would be surprised. Okay. No. Everything you've heard about Shane is <laughs> he's kind of along the same lines. Oh. I'd say the same thing about. In like, some
0: cases, the book is the cover.
1: <laughs> I'd say the same thing about like Harrell. Like, he's he's not like certainly not a bad guy, but he's. He's, his personality is still very much though he's he's aggressive. Like he's, I would say, it, intense was the word I was looking yeah, for. He's yeah, he's intense. He doesn't. Yeah, he's he's definitely he's that same type of guy off the floor, uh, at least like when he's dealing with people who aren't his family, which he has every right to be. Um, I, I can't think. Of, uh, Reggie Duck was a extremely nice guy. That's kind of out of left field.
0: Huge name pull. There, he was very
1: nice. Uh, David Loach, total total D. Hate him. <laughs> can't stand that kid. Don't like him at all. Love you, what, love you, Dave. That's, that's the D den not
0: stand for David. Uh,
1: <laughs> I can't think of any more off the top of my head. Um, uh, Ray Spaulding, extremely nice. Okay, David Johnson. David Johnson, I've never met. Okay, never met. Uh, Spaulding was very quiet, so you, maybe you think he might be more reserved. Also, like everybody was on those teams with him, said he's the funniest guy on the team, bar none. Reese Gaines. I've only met Reese. I've met, actually I've met Reese Gaines several times. Um, he's he, he's a nice guy. Okay. Yeah, but I mean I think you'd expect that. 502-414-1450 um, is the Thornton sex line. I'm
0: running out of players. You, I mean, how am I going to pull anybody else other than Reggie? I'm not going to top your Reginald Delk pool anyway. Reggie Delk, very I mean, nice. Yeah, I thought it was Reginald.
1: Well, it was, but you called, they called him Reggie. Oh,
0: that wasn't cool. Apparently me and him weren't cool enough to go no. to Reggie. Reggie, when you've met, Reg- <laughs> when you've met Reggie Delk, you,
1: you stop calling him Reginald. Sex <laughs> says also the hating players lines as a person. My father-in-law hates Big Ben. He said he always heard he was a D back. I think everybody's heard that Big Ben was. A yeah, I
0: think. Yeah. I mean, Big Ben's—he's one of those guys that he's one of those players that if he you play for your team, you love him. If he doesn't, you hate him. My favorite rather Whether story. Whether you Steelers or not.
1: What I, I had a friend that I, I I call friend like we had class together a couple of times at Bellarmine and we're friends for like that. It was one of those like college friends like you always sit next to him in class and then like you know you don't socialize with in the college ends you never see him again. That fall under acquaintance. Pretty much. I, okay. But like he was he was a good guy, um, but he was like sophomore year of or junior year of college. So this is like oh five, oh six. He was telling the story about his brother apparently went to Miami of Ohio, and the year after Rothersberger graduated, his brother started dating the girl that Rothersberger had been dating before. And like she was a sophomore when he was a senior and like apparently like they ended it because he's going to the NFL and like I'm still in college and like you know, we we know his but like Rothsberger still had feelings.
0: Big Ben's dating a sophomore as a senior shocking. So
1: she said yeah. <laughs> so so he was like he's like he's like Big Ben would like Harass me like got my got my number and would like call like call his brother all the time and it would leave his old girlfriend voicemails and be like oh what's your new guy doing tomorrow he's taking a, he's taking a chemistry test that's cool I'm playing the Eagles on Monday night football like, like, I, went a, like I went to the Super Bowls rookie year dude he exactly <laughs> like he was like just total like just a like, total ass which is I think the stories of him in Miami Ohio apparently were legendary not hard to to, to find if you talk to anybody who was on I mean campus during if, those days.
0: You, if you question why someone thinks no, no. Ben 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 Affleck. Ben Roethlisberger is not the nicest guy off the, uh, off the field. Just two words, Little Elvis.
1: I don't know what that means. That was the
0: name of the bar that he oh. uh, supposedly had in. I mean, how could you ever forget the name of a bar called Little Elvis?
1: Texas, I disagree on T. Will. He always seemed like he was not right in the head and a jerk. Um, and I know quite a few people who said t- he would not – the not look up on his phone behavior was typical of him at UofL. And I wouldn't be surprised if he had a bigger part in McGee and Katina Powell. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't saying – It's so weird.
0: what him and – I was just saying – the same
1: high school too. What?
0: They, didn't they go to the same high school? Didn't they both go to Raynor?
1: Raynor Beach?
0: Yeah, I thought they did.
1: I know they're from the same, I don't know if they're both from Seattle. I can't remember if they went to the same high school or not. I could be wrong, okay. He, I, you may be right. He, like I was saying, I think the average fan, though, like, adored T Will when he was graduating. There were – I mean, you heard – you certainly heard stories. Yeah. And, like, I was – And I
0: saw him a few times off the, off the court as sure. well.
1: I was not – so when he graduated, like, I was only, like, a year or two older than him. So, like, I knew people that were still in college. And, like, it's one of those where when you're that age, you hear probably more stories about the actual players than I – certainly that I do now when I'm 38 or about to be 38. He – like, I knew enough that I was like, he's, he's not as, as good a kid as, as I'd like him to be. But, you know, you love him as a player, and I think most little fans were there. But he certainly – there were – the writing was kind of on the wall for him to not cover himself in glory after he left. I think
0: it was a sophomore year, which would have been 07, right, I think, maybe. Yeah, cause it, yeah. It, Before I started working, he got in radio in 08. I was doing – I still did uh, freelance. I call it freelance as a fancy way of saying I just did uh, odd jobs around Wagner to, to make extra money, running the scoreboard, running the, 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 the gate for, for games, yada, yada, yada. And he, Terrence came to one of the Wagner games one time, uh, he was, I can't remember who he was with, and at Wagner, like, uh, my uncle would always just, like, charge everyone. I mean, we got, you, you, want, you, want, you want people to get paid to work in the Session stand? We got to charge everybody. Nobody gets in for free. I once got in trouble for trying to charge the principal because I didn't recognize her. <laughs> she got mad at me. So Terrence came in. I told him, you know, $5, and he just gave me the look like, I'm Terrence Williams. Why do I got to pay? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, five bucks? And he's kind of, I thought he was going to try and leave, and my uncle was like, oh, you can let him in. Like you're lucky you get you're lucky you get Because I wouldn't to let you in. so, I, it, while it wasn't a dirty look or mean at me, he didn't get rude with me. The look I got alone can
1: give some truth to some of the stories I've heard later oh, on. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Texas, I like Sosa a lot. Not a point guard, lol, but a very talented two guard and fun personality. Yeah, I mean, he his his playing style drove everybody crazy, but he was a very nice kid and is a very nice person now. Texas says. Perrin Johnson. I love Perrin. I, I know the, the texture goes on to say not, not nice things about Perrin. Perrin's never been anything nice but me, to me. I
0: did a show with Perrin for six months or so. I've worked with him multiple times. I saw him at the Jack Harlow thing. Uh, yeah, I have no – Perrin's a nice, nice guy. The problem the, the, – the, if you don't like – you think, think Perrin is a nice guy, it's probably because you disagree with something, and he is a very stubborn man.
1: He gets he, – he, he, he's not afraid.
0: He gets he, sensitive on Twitter a little he bit. He plants his foot. He is not moving it. And that's – that. you know, that doesn't make him a bad person. I just, you know, I've been that way about things. Everyone is about certain things. I think he is with it more things than most people. So I could see where that would make you think he, if you think you don't like him or
1: he's not making him a bad person, you know, I just don't see that eye on
0: something, probably.
1: Texas says, uh, this is T.J. Walker. He says that we played a lot of those Valley Sports Little League guys in CSA football. We beat the snot out of them, and some of the seventh graders on our team were asking them for autographs after the game, and boy, oh, boy, did we beat those kids up real good. You should have. You can't ask for autographs from those kids.
0: I can't help but wonder if I had grown up in the Catholic school system had I been more into football and had a better chance at a football career.
1: You'd have been more into it. I think they
0: Because I've been I I, in the public school. Like We didn't even have middle school football.
1: Like, I think they do now, don't they? Doesn't like so Westport dude, have a middle school team? Most of my friends who went to public schools played like, you know, they played for Linden or they, I, I had friends who played for the uh I, League yellow jackets. And I played one year.
0: I played one year like a, a two years at Linden, but it just wasn't a, it just I don't know. It just didn't have the same oomph to it, I guess. It didn't do it for me.
1: I was so so like the I mentioned the, when they won the, League, the when they won the Little League World Series, it was right like at the beginning of my senior year of, of high school. It was the fall of, of late summer 2022. And we played we were playing fall ball and we had we split games between Ballard and PRP. And there was one game, like in October, we were playing at PRP, and like all those kids in the league, World Series teams were like they were there for whatever reason. I don't know if they're playing a game on the other field, and they were like heckling us during infield and stuff. And I'm like, I'm not gonna get bleep talked by this twelve. 12- I don't care what you just did. Like, <laughs> shut up. like. So we I, like they were behind us at first base, and I told my buddy, I was like, I'm gonna throw it over your head, and I'm gonna throw it at these kids, and I did, and he like let it go over his head, and they went right to him. They went scattering. I was like, shut the hell up. Like, again, the Valley Sports St. Matthews rivalry it never dies.
0: You stole that from the League of Their Own.
1: No, this was, there was when
0: the blonde throws it at the guy heckling her.
1: <laughs> no, but this is, it was,
0: we, uh, I chucked it at some kids. We needed a YouTube video of your, your face of you trying to think if it is the same thing or not.
1: <laughs> no, I don't, yeah, I, don't have no, I have no idea what you're talking about.
0: You remember when they, they, they first start the game and the guys on the dugout going, girls can't play ball, and she's, he's heckling her, and uh, so the not blonde really. Miss Georgia throws the first, but overthrows it and drills them on top of the
1: dugout. That's what I was going for. They, they at least went scattering. That was that was good, but yeah, those kids they a little too big for their britches at twelve. Okay, so, so
0: <laughs> how is this? So you, you you throwing a a ball at a group of kids to to knock them down like a bowling pins. I'm just trying to make them run. That's okay, but me getting dirty looks for tripping a kid on an airplane, and screaming uh, uh, just to, at the top of his lungs nonstop to shut him up. I get treated like a bad guy. You did that.
1: I never told you that story. No, we don't, we don't need to hear it. <laughs> we can move on. Texas says, Trevor, if you want to lose weight, why don't you do it? Quit making excuses and just do it. You got it in you. All right. Texas
0: paying for my liposuction. I'll accept the Venmo check next week. Thank you, buddy.
1: Texas says, by the way, our incoming baseball recruit, Tucker Bivin, was on the New Albany team that was one game away from the Little League World Series. He's a beast, too. Like he. Uh, in relation to Michael Bivin's? No, it, not different last name. Oh. Uh, Biven, he, like, oh. his college stats last year were absurd. And I saw like, he's, he's going to be a big-time deal for us. Nice. There's, at least tell me that Juan Palacios is a nice guy. Juan Palacios is a very nice guy. Very nice. He's still trying to play. There's a story about him. He's trying to play lead Colombia to the, like, the World Cup gold medal at 38. Like, he's, I think
0: Tick Rogers played to his, like, 50.
1: Yeah. He, I mean, he's, he, he's not playing, I think, pro anywhere, but he's still trying to play for the Columbia national team and nice. get them to the Olympics and do all this stuff. Um, Juan Palacios is very nice. Texas says, SVT is a sweetheart. Love, Steven.
0: Never met him off the I'm friends with him on Facebook. He seems
1: nice. Vanilla Godzilla. Texas says, what about Trey Lewis?
0: Uh, I'm not allowed to be. i got to be nice because doesn't he listen to the show?
1: Trey Lewis? No.
0: Who, listened, who did you say he used to listen to the show?
1: I have no idea who you're referring to.
0: Who's the other, who was our other? Damien
1: gr- Lee? Yeah, who was the grad? we had on the show?
0: Yeah, but, but Trey Lewis was the other grad on that same team, right? Yeah. I thought you told me he listened at one time.
1: There is no way Trey Lewis listens to the show. Because I
0: think I bashed him, and you were like, "He listens."
1: Oh, I was probably—I did that all the time. It was a joke. Oh, okay. I thought you were serious. No, I did that joke probably 30, 350 times. Remember, he's, not, he's never come on the show. He's a big listener. <laughs> Trey Lewis—I enjoyed his contributions to that team in 2015-16. fifteen sixteen. You're
0: playing fast and loose with our contribution there.
1: Six so is Otis George. I've never actually met Otis George. We just called. We would drunk dial him in high school all the time because we got his phone did number you really? until he changed yeah. it. Yeah. Why did you do that? We, his voicemail would be like, you have reached the voicemail box of Otis. And we'd just be like, Otis, oh, big what? game tonight. <laughs> he finally changed his number like halfway through senior year of high school. <laughs> see, you could do that, and yet I triple little kid, and I get I get. He was the yeah, man. Yeah. I was like 16, 17. <laughs> Texas says, Shane, uh, texted my oh, – I don't know if I can say this. Let me see. Shane, texts my niece at 2 o'clock in the morning the night before the Final Four game. Her reply, her reply was, "I'm not that kind of girl." I the the Shane stories. Were, I mean, Shane got more chances than any player in Rick Pitino history, and he still just could not do it.
0: Um, Terrence Farley used to uh, hang out with my buddy's uh, girlfriend's daughter. Okay, so I met him a couple of times when he tried to sneak over to the house when, uh, when he thought we he thought everybody was asleep, and me and my buddy were actually up still playing video games. He there you go, right. I just remember looking at him like, "Dude, you're six ten. Why are you really thinking you're going to sneak in a window?" <laughs> I
1: can't quit this. Seriously, dude, you you kind of stick out, man. <laughs> Texas were Angel McCutrie and T. Will and Item. That was always the rumor. I have no idea if it was true. It was always a rumor going on. I couldn't. I, mean, I couldn't tell you. Angel has come out since then, right? I don't think so.
0: I thought she did. Ooh, I'll put it out.
1: I don't think so. Yeah. I, I
0: could have swore I thought she did. I could be wrong.
1: There was a big rumor that they were an item when they were both on campus together, and I, I've never known if it was any truth. I or feel not. like that
0: just that that's a that's put together just because they were both starring at the same time.
1: Could have well. been. I know. They, I mean, I know they were close. I know they were always spotted together. Like Alabama. Angels a,
0: is a sweetheart, is, is in a half off the off the court. By the way, I've never met I, her personally. I've I've met her, and I got she I, get, I did an interview with her. She's always been nice, and I even saw her. A couple years later, I think at the U game, and the press couldn't remembered me, which I was amazed by. She doubts she does now, but because it was, it's still fresh. I've today. always heard
1: good things. Yeah. Um, Texture says, "I'm Terrence Williams. I don't gotta pay no girls to sleep with me." That was TiVo's response to being asked about the Katina Powell on campus scandal. His <laughs> his Facebook posts were very, very bad. I don't think I even followed him on Facebook. He got into it with Katina Powell. No, that's yeah, because
0: there's so much good can come from that, right? It was bad. It was, yeah.
1: And he had this whole thing where, like, I was the Elvis of Louisville. I'm the Elvis of Louisville, Kentucky. I can get whatever I want and all this. I was like, dude, please stop. You know what?
0: I believe that because I just told you the time I met him. He thought he was getting into a Frito-Wagner game. He just looked at me like, I'm Terrence Williams.
1: He, I mean, and who are you? I'm like, I'm the gatekeeper. Five bucks. I mean, he, made, like, <laughs> he would make girls buying PlayStations and stuff. It was, yeah, there was all sorts of stuff. Apparently, Angel um, did come out in 2015. You're right. Okay, good. And she has a wife now. Good. Congrats. So deserves all the
0: happiness. It's just such a sweetheart.
1: There was that rumor. I guess I'm guess i guessing it was probably not true. <laughs> well, like, I mean, it could have been a beard. Could have been. <laughs> Texas says, uh, when's the next pod? I need a new Dan of the Dumps. We were supposed to do one this week. We've, when is the last time you did a podcast? It's been like a month and a half now. I feel like it's been longer than that. Well, we've done like one this whole summer because I've been sick. And Danny's been traveling a bunch, too. Which yeah. when I like the rare day that I felt good in the morning. He's been like, I'm in West Virginia. I can't do it. I'm like, selling pipe. What are you doing? <laughs>
0: Oh no! What?
1: (laughs) That's his job. He sells pipe. You. Every time I say that on air, you like react like it's the first time you've heard. I mean, out
0: of context, you just said the guys in West Virginia selling pipe. He
1: is. He's been all (laughs) over the country selling pipe. Tell you this, Trevor. If you want to, if you really want to lose weight, just pull a Forrest Gap and jog across the country. You can do it. (laughs) Running
0: on empty. Running low. (laughs) Running wild. I'm just going to listen to Jackson Brown over and over on repeat while I do it. Just start running? <laughs> just start running.
1: How far do you think I could get? I mean. To, to my the car? The thorns across <laughs> the, the street?
2: <laughs>
1: my buddy Mudd texted me about Brady Quinn. Yeah, we had Brady Quinn, another guy who was about our age when we were in college, and we had plenty of stories about Brady Quinn. I mean,
0: Brady Quinn is thinking about the the girlfriend that's the draft.
1: Well, that was, I thought, oh, yeah, the, the girlfriend and also then his sister, who was dating A.J. Hawk. Yeah, yeah. The, the say, double yeah. jersey. Yeah which they showed approximately 17,000 times during that bowl game.
0: I just remember also when he got draft tells with my buddy who's a big Browns fan. He was so confident. He was like, did we got the quarterback of our franchise? Yeah. I always thought Brady Quinn
1: kind of sucked. <laughs> I, he did suck. He was not good.
0: <laughs> they did get Joe Thomas in that draft, though. There you go. They're probably the best Browns since the re-intervention of the Browns.
1: There you go. Uh, we mentioned at the beginning of the show, U.M. in soccer knocked off St. Louis, who was number 10 in the country. 3-1 yeah, uh, to 1 last night. The women's soccer team fell. We have volleyball. We love volleyball here. This is the volleyball-centric show uh, in Louisville. We had Danny Busboom-Kelly on before anybody last year. We were on that bandwagon. I'm they're all about the setups. F- they're number four in the country to start the season. They just played their season opener. A three-set sweep of NKU. No big deal. That's how they do it. 1-0. They're playing three matches this weekend. They're out there. They're opening their season in South Dakota. It's like the Coyote Invitational. They're out there. South Dakota apparently is pretty good at volleyball. They came here last year, so we're going out there. I, I love that we played Northern Kentucky, a school that's what? Ninety miles away, give or take, and we played them in South Dakota.
0: Oh, is that where we play? Okay, yeah. I, mean, I thought we you, you meant we were going to South Dakota. No, after this that. is okay. this is today in that South Dakota. Funny. <laughs> they play.
1: Funny. Uh, I think they play. They play either two matches today or tomorrow. They play three matches total in these three days. Uh, they opened up today again with a sweep of South Dakota. They're going to play uh, South Dakota themselves later tonight. That's at eight o'clock, and then they play Missouri tomorrow in South Dakota. Their first. Um, First game back on the, I was going to say mainland, but the first game back in the, in Kentucky is going to be at WKU next Wednesday. Western Kentucky is nationally ranked to start the season, so that will be their first, I think, probably big test. And then they won't play their first home game of the season until uh, a week from today, September 2nd, when they host the Cardinal Invitational to play San Diego and then Ohio State in those two games back there at Allen and Federal Credit Union. Around. I'm
0: going to put you on the spot. Who is Louisville's best volleyball player this year?
1: Ooh, um, I know. I know. We,
0: now, do we have like Joe Flacco's daughter or something on the roster? No
1: NFL players' daughters that I know. But, NBA. Amaya uh, uh, Tillman's back. Elena Scott's back. Okay. And it's Beers back. I remember
0: that name. The last one I definitely remember. Yeah, a
1: lot of the the key contributors she's, from last she's year. She's the
0: setter girl. The setter.
1: She's a hitter. She's she's, she's an draw, outside she's hitter. Anna as a is a big. She's a, from Assumption. Um, she's a big outside hitter, but. Anna Stevenson's gone from last year. She was the real high jumper, and then, as you mentioned, Tori Dilfer, the, yeah. kind of the, the big setter from last year, was, she's gone as well. But they've, they've more than enough talent left to be top five preseason, which awesome. is what they are. Yeah, uh, we're good there. Um, I tell you what, I know we have to take a little bit of a, a late break here. You can gonna, do it now. We're good. We're good. Okay, we're going to do a, a long end of the show segment because we're going to talk about. Week 0, and we have stuff going on behind the scenes. We've got to get Scooter ready to get the equipment so we can get our stuff ready. For I mean, the I next, need, next and night. I'm going to need
0: you to bring, tell me all these games on Week 0 because, honestly, other than Western, and I can't remember who Western's playing, I don't, can't remember any of the games on Week 0. Hawaii Vandy, baby.
1: I mean, I need get to right know because night. I'm
0: heading across the river, and you know what happens when I head across the I river. Let's
1: we'll talk about that. We'll do, we'll do our, we'll do our, we won't do our full-on picks. We're going to do the pick segment again starting next week when we get to actual games. Oh, uh, we'll start that next week. But respect but we'll, to week it's a dry out. run. This is an exhibition. It's jamboree season. We'll make that happen. We'll talk about the biggest high school games tonight in the area. If you're heading out there, looks like we're going to have good weather again, and then we'll get into the week zero stuff. All that coming your way after the break. Here it's the Mike Rutherford show, rolling on from Oxmoor Ford on 1450 and 961. The big X. My Well, welcome back in last segment here of the Friday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. We are live at Oxmoor
2: Gotta Ford.
1: <laughs> We're live at Oxmoor Ford. They got <laughs> F-150s here with financing as low as 2.9% with a proof credit. They got several in stock. Come out and look at them for yourself. Or if you want to make your order your own vehicle and get it the way you want it, you can do that as well and still lock in your rate at 2.9%. It's all happening here at Oxmoor Ford. Trevor Kelsey with me on location. We just lost uh, Dugan Ryan's going to. Henn out there because it's a high school football Friday night. I kind of forgot that he that both uh, Patrick and Trey are, are seniors. Because yeah, Patrick
0: plays baseball, not football. Trey plays football, football but not, not baseball. baseball. He was I think about, Patrick played JV, but he just didn't want,
1: He's a better baseball player. Because I was talking about how he's how much he's going to miss like these Friday nights like after the season. Yeah. I'm like, well, you still have you know you got Patrick and baseball moving forward. He's like, no, they're both seniors. That would that would be tough. But yeah, he's I'm sorry, I was gonna say Trey did the repeat year thing. Right, you said that. Yeah, which I mean, I guess I get. Like I mean. To me, I
0: probably wouldn't have done – I mean, obviously, I wasn't an athlete. You didn't soccer. even finish. Yeah. Exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even do your normal four years. <laughs> before we start talking about repeating, let's talk about finish. Let's just get to the finish line before we start talking about an extra lap.
0: Touche. Touche. Uh,
1: but but Dugan said it out there just to go see Manuel, uh, their Friday night contest, take it on Floyd Central. Would uh, you have done it? No. Okay. No. Did you you didn't even have a consideration there. well, no, I mean, I was I graduated high school it was it was done
0: I was kind of yeah I, I i yeah I guess it maybe if, i guess' they're current, i guess you, I could accept some reasons to doing it, obviously Trey could give me the his, but yeah, it would be I would obviously
1: be it'd be hard to talk me into doing it Texas Trevor would have to give up the ganja and get it out of the reef for madness if he wanted to lose weight. Oh no, no no, 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 do you no, think no. you would eat less if you stopped your vices? Depend on the
0: no, the vice I need to, to quit more than anything is soda.
1: Yeah, that's a big one. That's
0: no, that's I can guarantee because you know I texted her one time, joked, you know, I said I don't eat a lot, and he was like, you ordered a burger and yeah, yeah. That was also the only two things I ate all that day. Were those two items? Like I haven't eaten, I have not eaten a thing all day today. I'll probably eat something on the way to like a fast food quick something on the way to the game, and then I'll eat something when I get home, and then that's it. Like I don't, I don't, I don't eat a lot. I just eat it. Mine is sodas and bad timing. Because <laughs> you're not supposed to eat and then pass out and go to bed. That's like the worst thing you can do. Right, yeah. yeah that's so. what I do on a regular basis, it seems
1: like. That's one of my big things recently is I've had to start eating much, much earlier. I'm trying yeah, to do like the intermittent thing where yeah. you keep all your meals within like a six-hour, eight-hour window.
0: So you, you take that plus the soda, That's a, that would be, yeah, I guarantee I could lose a, a nice little chunk. I could probably drop an X off the shirt.
1: We're going to talk about the, the, the local high school games as well as the Week Zero college football games coming up this weekend. Before we do that, though, uh, we've got... Pierce Clarkson and all those U of L commits for St. John Bosco, the number one preseason uh, team in high school football, according to summer rankings. They're opening their season tonight going up against Texas powerhouse Allen High School. I don't know if you've ever seen the, the I'm going to show you the images of Allen, their uh, football stadium. It's unreal. I mean, it looks. Is
0: it like the one in uh, Seattle that they did the, uh, the movie from?
1: Like, that's the Allen High School football stadium. That. Oh, that's that's it,
0: bigger than some colleges. It's
1: absolutely bigger than some colleges. Oh, it's in Texas. They okay. have a walkway. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, I just said that. I, um, I didn't hear you say that. <laughs> it's Eagle Stadium. They're a national powerhouse. They're hosting Pierce Clarkson and company tonight. It's a 7 o'clock I think East Coast, Eastern Standard Time uh, kickoff. You can watch the game actually live online. They're broadcasting it on um, what's the website? Flow.com. It's one of those where you the try to get... Uh, flowfootball.com is the website you can go to if you want to watch that game streaming live. But we talked about it last week. Like, what if we have all these kids from Bosco? What if they just get their brains beat in week one? Are, are we like, okay. Uh, are, we, are we still as excited about the 2023 class? I mean,
0: if they do, we got to hope it's to a team that's, like, the most dominant team in high school football, right? We just
1: blame it all on the Uyunglele kid because he's, co- he's the only he's one, the who's the not, only coming one not coming here. Or the coach. Mateo. It's his fault.
0: Coach did the wrong, made the wrong calls.
1: But if you want to watch Pierce Clarkson, DeAndre Moore, uh, that whole crew, light it up hopefully tonight. Uh, you can watch that on flowfootball.com. Uh, big games here locally this weekend, or I guess tonight, I should say. It's it's kind of a, I don't know, it's a little bit of a, a down after the high of last week, starting it off. Ballard-Mail, always a big game, too. of the bigger public schools going on here. It's at I, Ballard, I believe, right? At Ballard, at the the stadium we talked about yesterday, yep. which you can see the Lynn Stadium. Gigantic sign now. They've got turf, the new bleachers. I don't like it. I, I miss the old like concrete structure or whatever it was. Uh, it has to have been, I was just thinking about this earlier, it has to have been a long, long time since Ballard beat Mail, isn't it? Uh,
0: it might be. I don't. I don't follow it in depth to year by year. I mean, I was gonna say they could have done it when they had Parker, but that's been now what like ten years. Yeah, I mean, I mean I, since he was there. I mean, give or take. I, I mean, know
1: Ballard had some good teams, but Mail has been so good, so consistently. Like really, since I mean, since I was in high school. I
0: mean, usually if Mail loses anybody other than like Sainte Trinity or Manual, it does come as a surprise. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Emmanuel's even. Uh, I'm being Few and told. Far between. being told by the way, 2009.
1: 2009 is the last time yes. that they be male. Okay, and it's been a while. Which I want to give a shout to my man Camp for that one. Two Taylor, to. Taylor Taylor. Ken Taylor appreciate? it. Yeah. Love you. Um, that was the last time. So that's tonight. That's going down. I, I can't claim it to be that smart. I mean,
0: but that would have been. Was that that was circa? When was Parker at Ballard?
1: Devontae's fresh. Devontae would have been on those teams. His freshman season was 2011 at Louisville. So he would have been, yeah, he would
0: have been on that he would have been on that team probably then.
1: He would have been a junior on that team. Yeah. And he was I mean should not shock me that those were the teams that beat Mail because he was just an electric factory by himself. Oh yeah. Uh we've got uh, besides that we've got Eastern they are on the road taking on Bethlehem. I mentioned earlier you can hear the nine seventy on, on nine seventy WGTK, you can hear Trinity on the road in Cincinnati taking on Archbishop Moeller. Always
0: oh, it's usually one of the, pretty good, yeah. Always good.
1: always fantastic. Um that game's going to be 7 o'clock, again, on 970, our sister station, WGTK. If you want to hear St. X tonight, you can always hear them. We're the home of X. It's the Big X. They're hosting Central at 730. Cortez Stone and company come to Tiger Stadium. I don't know if that's what they call their field, but I assume it is. Uh, they're coming on there for a 730 kickoff. I think, you know, nowadays with Trinity, it's, they always play this quote-unquote national schedule. It's a lot of yeah. regional powerhouses, maybe some one team from like a, a farther out state. And then they play their district games, and that's kind of it, in St. X. When I was the, – the first year they kind of started doing that was was my senior year, 02, they played molar or they played Elder. And Elder was like preseason number one in Ohio. Like this was the big deal.
0: That's where Wood went, right? It was. Okay.
1: And we like knew that like, – like, like, we knew like our team was pretty good, but we all we heard that entire summer was like, yeah, but Cincinnati and Ohio football is like a different level. Yeah,
0: molar and Elder, yeah, it was always – or even Cincinnati Saint- St. X. Yeah. Who Trinity's really? played a, a lot of times yeah, over yeah. the years,
1: and we went up there and we beat the absolute crap. <laughs> Were did this have a down year that year? No, they. It was the only game they lost the entire year. Oh, okay. They won state. We beat them forty-four to twenty, and ended up. That was the year my senior year that the Trinity team that beat male in the famous state final game. What year was that then? Oh two. Oh two. Okay. They ended up being like number two or number three in the country, depending on what poll you looked at. So, they, and it was because you had that the benefit of that beating a really good team. That was is a national powerhouse in Elder because you just you don't know how good Kentucky High School football is. And since then they've played at least one of those teams. They started playing Montgomery Bell after that. And then they've played you know, they they keep playing the Ohio schools, they started playing Indiana schools. But that was the first time where it was like we probably need to do this a little bit more.
0: Was that now that so was it the second year you were doing that when you had the Braum year that you lost to Seneca as well?
1: That was the year after I graduated. Yeah. Okay. They lost th- the first four th- games. That was the year that yeah I
0: remember everybody kept talking about Trinity was Trinity was over, it's done, Brom's overrated this team is like, oh, I think they had a losing record, I believe, going into like, the, state, the state tournament.
1: I don't think that. Cause I think or maybe it was
0: 500. Because they it,
1: didn't lose again after that. They lost their first four games, and then they beat San X was their first win. But they
0: only played – but they, they, I mean, they might have been closer to 500, but they weren't – they wasn't impressive, obviously. No,
1: I think they were like 6-4 at the end of the
0: race. Yeah, so, I mean, and of course, they just – if I'm right, they rolled through the, the state tournament and won it all. And, but I just remember people locally in my circles were like, oh, Brahms overrate because, of course, they're U.K. fans too at the time. You know, we're coming to Cardboard Heroes and talk trash about how, you know, Trinity's done. They're, they're look, they're, they're losing. Like, yeah, they played like, with the exception of Seneca, all their losses are the teams that are like in the ranked in the top 20 nationals.
1: And they lost to Manuel. That was the, that was the Manuel. Okay. That was the difference. But Seneca was the big one, though. Right. That was say. the difference between then and now. Is I mean, last year, I think Trinity started off like, what, 0 and 5 with Jacob in his first year, but it was all out of state teams. And then they ended up, they went to the state semifinals. But, back then it was a huge deal because they not only lost to Montgomery Bell and whoever they, I think they may have been Elder, but they also lost to Manuel and Seneca. Was Montgomery
0: Bell the one where the musician was in town for it? Tim
1: McGraw was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. His, his daughter was a cheerleader.
0: Uh, the only thing I hated about, I, while one, I never really like hate when I see Trinity lose, no offense. Sure, it's fine. Um, but I did bug me when they lost to Seneca only because I didn't want Seneca to be able to say they beat them. They did. Where Wagner has never been able to say that and can <laughs> never say that because they've ended the series. They had a – like that team that, – That's the selfish person in me a little bit was like – you know, kind of like the, the Mike uh, the Mike Johnson or Mike App's like, hope you don't get him, hope you don't beat him
1: Damn you're going to beat him you know. That Seneca team had a quarterback named Andy Clark who was a fantastic baseball player. And they ended that, up
0: that – was, that, that wasn't the Smiths kid? No.
1: I have no idea who you're talking about. The
0: Devontae Smith – oh, the –
1: Andy Clark, Demarcus Smith was way later. He oh, was okay. in Teddy Bridgford's class. Oh, yeah. a different decade. Uh, that, and, that happens. Andy Clark was a quarterback for them. He was a really good baseball player. He went to Franklin College, which is also famous for being one of the only two colleges that recruited your boy Mike Rutherford. Uh, Franklin College and Transy. I was wondering where that
0: was going though.
1: <laughs> Franklin College and Transy were my when two like my two famous. college baseball options. When you
0: said Franklin, like most people was like is it for being Franklin and Batch.
1: I thought you were gonna say <laughs> he was so good. He led them. He quarterbacked them to a victory over Trinity, and then that same year they actually made it all the way to the seventh region finals in baseball and lost to Trinity. Basically, oh, really? he was a one-man team. So I don't think Seneca's done much in anything since Andy Clark right, But like, hey, he had a don't great. believe they have. had a great couple of years there. He was, I mean, he was very good.
0: I mean, that that win over Trinity is the only claim to fame between now and when Unsel was there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Can you have anything else? Demarcus to say? Smith. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's about it, right? Uh, speaking of Seneca, they're on the road tonight taking on Shawnee. We've got PRP hosting DOS. We've got. Uh as I mentioned, Central at St. X. Your Wagner Wildcats looking yeah, to get their baby. first win of the season. On the road, taking on Valley. Uh, Mary Bystrick, the pride of Washington County. They're hosting Thomas Nelson. I always keep it with my commanders because it's where Mary went, where her dad coached baseball. Baseball name, field is named after my father-in-law down there. Uh, we love them. Girl, I dated her brother in law the baseball field is named after him at Western. There you go. Dennis Field, I believe it's called or something. Love it. Uh, DeSales yeah. is hosting North Harden. We've got uh, Christian Academy is hosting North Bullet And I think Fairdale hosting South Oldham. I think those are all the big local games. J-Town hosting Western, and then uh, Holy Cross of Louisville hosting Iroquois. Uh, best of luck to all the KCD hosting Atherton. There you go. Make sure we get all cover all of our bases. We love the Bearcats. We love the – well, they used to be the Rebels. Now what are Atherton now?
0: It's not the Rebels anymore?
1: They changed it. They're the Ravens. They're the Atherton Ravens. Uh, we love the Ravens. We love the Bearcats. We love we love everybody here. Maybe. When did they take it? They changed it. Recently. I think it was like last year or before this year. The Senate could change theirs too, right? They're, well, they're the Redhawks.
0: I thought they were. Are they still the
1: Redhawks? Yeah, they've been the Redhawks forever. I think you're thinking they were probably the Redskins before then, I guess.
0: That was Miami, Ohio, yeah. I they
1: changed it. I mean, I'm assuming, I'm assuming Seneca was the same thing. Yeah. Based on their mascots. But it, it's been changed for a long time.
0: Okay, I didn't know that. they didn't change the Rebels.
1: Yeah. Uh, if you're heading out to a high school game tonight, best of luck to all the kiddos. Best of luck to all the parents. I know it's uh, nerve-wracking, but the weather should be good tonight. A little bit of rain potentially coming into the area soon, so maybe bring a poncho. But best of luck to everybody. Do you want to talk about these uh, these Week Zero games? Yeah, and you got to
0: fill me in with them because I don't know who I'm betting on tonight.
1: So, And I am betting tonight. Once again, let me, I'll say the same thing I said yesterday because it drives me crazy. What a lost opportunity for college football coming up uh, next weekend with Labor Day only having one game on Sunday. I like that they're doing the week zero thing, giving everybody a taste, but you could do this tenfold when you hit everybody with Thursday, Friday, Saturday games that are great, and then give them games during the day on Sunday that are just whatever. People are are desperate for college football at this point. They're just for any football. Oh, yeah. Give them all day Sunday because they're going to be drinking. Nobody's going to be, like, stressed out. They don't have to work on Monday. And all you're giving them is Florida State LSU at 8 o'clock. That's it. And then they have to wait all day Monday to get to Clemson versus Georgia Tech at 8 o'clock on Labor Day night, which I saw a SEAL pick Georgia Tech to beat Clemson. I feel like
0: they're only doing that game just to test the weather. They can actually get ratings for anything out there. I guess. They they say we put anything on here and it's going to get ratings. We're going to test that theory. Let's see how strong those ratings are when we put Clemson versus Georgia
1: Tech. I mean, we've played that game three times now. We played it last year. Yeah, but we always do. That's true. I mean, we played against Notre Dame in 2019. I mean, but we, we have... played against it uh, in Miami 2014. Those were at least out of conference games, too. One of Miami wasn't though. But Miami yeah. was our first conference game. Yeah. And Notre Dame was technically a out of conference game, but it's part of that ACC Notre Dame deal yeah. that we get going on. But the very it's first a game, situation. <laughs> the very first game to kick off of the college football season. Woo-hoo! The Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. Yes, on these airways. On these airways, here, right here.
0: My man Randy Lee will be bringing you all of the play-by-play. Love me, Randy. If Lee.
1: If you want to hear the first college football game of the 2022 season, there's only one place to hear it. There's a couple more, but the only place to hear it locally is 14:50. The Big X, Randy Lee and company. They're hosting Austin P. Noon kickoff. If you want to watch it on TV, why would you? 11
0: a.m. pregame start here.
1: CBS Sports Network has the TV coverage. Or you listen here. But you're gonna listen here. Noon kickoff. I feel good about the tops. I can't wait to hear the chant,
0: stop the P,
1: stop the P. Let's go pee!
0: No, we got to stop it, though. Stop the pee. Oh, <laughs> Plug the pee! Is there anything funny as a kid when you learned
1: about Austin P? Well, chain? my dad That's told me good. the let's go P chant. I thought it was the yeah, funniest. I think I, I, think I was life. in like eighth grade when I first heard it and learned about it. I'd never heard anything funnier in my life. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> the, I don't know if this is the biggest game on Sunday. It's maybe the most. You b- mean Saturday? Th- yeah, you're right, week zero. I mean, um, it's, it probably is. Northwestern hosting Nebraska, 12.30 kickoff on Fox.
2: Um, It's being
1: played in Dublin. I said Northwestern hosting. It's at Aviva Stadium in Dublin, which I actually – when we stayed in Dublin, we stayed at a hotel right across from Aviva Stadium. It's very cool. They have this, like, fluctuating sort of roof that tried to to keep the sun from shining down in a particular area. I'm kind of – I didn't know this game was being played in Dublin. I'm more excited to watch I'm it now cold, than it was really five seconds ago.
0: I can only assume that they figure that people in Europe are still, like, lost in the 90s and think Nebraska and Northwestern are relevant.
1: Or that they just want to watch any sort of football. I, yeah, I mean, I,
0: I suppose. I mean, that's
1: I – mean, I mean, I just
0: – Northwestern, Leicester's Rose Bowl contenders when they lost to the USC. Damn you, Sean Johnson. Uh, I just don't – yeah, that game will be – I think there is, a, there is some interesting game because if you're Nebraska, Dublin – Chicago, Lincoln, wherever it's been played, you lose to that you lose that game. There is real possibility Scott Frost doesn't make it through the year.
1: Oh, I think that's just a real possibility even if you win it. Uh, that's, well,
0: good point. Yeah. Whenever he loses
1: that first game, it's probably gonna put you at 50-50. He has the it, best odds of being fired I saw in every sports book imaginable. Like, I still he's, think like he's like the only coach who has like minus odds to win. He's like minus one twenty. Everybody else is like plus two hundred at the best.
0: I mean it's probably the odds were probably pretty high that he would even come back this year. I still say that the, the day that Wandell's season ended in the UK and you saw what he could do, they should have fired Frost right then and there.
1: Yeah, the, the crazy thing about when, I, when we went to Ireland, we were talking to locals about sports and stuff. They really like American football. They hate baseball, like, and they really? they just kind of assume that I guess it's like the stereotype that all Americans like baseball. But I, I was wearing a U of L hat. Last time, I was wearing a U of L hat, and this guy walked up to me and was just like talk, start talking to me about Carson Palmer thinking it was the Arizona Cardinals. And we had all these like really extreme that's opinions sense. about Carson Palmer and he's a quarterback in the NFL. But they they were all into American football, I guess because like, Gaelic rugby is a big deal over there and they're kind of similar. So, I don't know, maybe that's the deal. I but mean, they, there's a
0: reason why I guess Goodell continuously wants to bring yeah. teams over to, over the pond and over into England, and I guess he hasn't actually had a team in Dublin. But Madden has had Dublin as an option for franchise moves, moving for years.
1: But they—they—they're like—they're like baseball. So I went to a game in New York. It's like always it was a bunch of fat. Fe- I can't say the word that they said afterwards. Like it's already a game here. It's called rounders. I'm like, okay. That was
0: I- a good movie, by the way.
1: Well, that's what they call baseball, apparently. With that Damon in it. it yeah. Yes, Trevor. Three thirty. Idaho State is on the road taking on UNLV. If you want to watch Aiden Robbins, former Cardinal, former Manuel standout, I think I might. If you want to watch him run the Toth Rock, he's the number one running back out there at Allegiant Stadium. Three thirty kickoff on CBS Sports Network. So whenever Western Kentucky gets done, they'll have that game.
0: That's got to be nice, cool for you, nobody. They get to play in the Death Star. Yeah, that's a pretty cool
1: thing. Uh, four o'clock, UConn. Oh, oh, on the road, taking on Utah State. This is like the. This is where, if you're watching this, you have a significant problem. If you finish Northwestern, Nebraska... You know, Utah State's going to blow them out, probably. They're 27-point favorites. Yeah,
0: I mean, Utah State's good, actually. They're decent.
1: If you're watching UConn play football at any point in time, that's when, you know, you need to go outside. (laughs) What time is that game? 4 o'clock.
0: I will be prepping to head to my fantasy football draft to then.
1: There's no reason to watch that game.
0: Sorry, UConn.
1: Also at 4 o'clock on the Big Ten Network, Wyoming, the Cowboys on the road, taking on Illinois, looking for, uh, I guess, a little bit of momentum. Tommy DeVito, former Syracuse quarterback, is going to be... Calling the shots for them—that's terrifying if you're an Illini fan. But they're still 14-point favorites.
0: I was going to ask you the spread on. I was curious though, because I don't know how good Wyoming is, but
1: yeah, they're Wyoming. You, I know usually they're, not great. No, well, I mean, even though they had Josh Allen, the, even when they had Josh Allen, they still were like seven and five. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah.
0: I think they, they did go. I think eight and five was their was like the. He was only played there for two years though, but yeah,
1: they won their bowl game that year. I remember watching yeah. it while we were doing radio.
0: Because their coach is the guy from North Dakota State, I
1: believe. Is that right?
0: I think he's, the one, he's one of the North Dakota State coaches, yeah. Gotcha.
1: Because uh, I, I know the one went to Kansas State. Yes, that's the
0: one. I think that followed him went to Kansas State. Gotcha. And the guy that's there, I guess, has been there for a minute now.
1: The first ACC game of the year is going to kick off at 5 o'clock on the ACC network. Florida State will host Mighty Duquesne. Uh, no spread on that one. If FSU or lo- Duquesne. If FSU loses to Duquesne, or if that's even close. Because Florida State has played – they have a history of playing – Closer than they should, games early in the season against FBS opponents. FCS they lost opponents. last year. Was that last year? Or was yeah, that... the hail mary. I thought that was a couple of years ago. No,
0: that was the hail mary last year. They lost on with the guy. They didn't even they did the, the zero blitz and then guard the guy on the on the hail mary at the end of the God, game. That was a... it. Was last year? I think. Oh, and who was it against? Is what was I'm that Jacksonville to... State? I think so. No, no one Jacks because that's where Dion is, right?
1: No, that's Jackson State. Okay,
0: then it maybe was. They Jackson. lost to Jacksonville State last okay, year, yeah. twenty
1: to seventeen. Uh, the year before that, yeah,
0: like a sixty-yard hail mary the game. The year before Honestly. that,
1: they they beat Jacksonville State, but it was closer than it should have been. That was the yeah. COVID year. The year before that, they beat Louisiana Monroe, but in overtime by one. Uh, I mean, the evidence is kind of mounting. The year before that, they beat Samford, but it was took a late touchdown to win that game. Um, I remember that one actually. Yeah, the year before that, the Louisiana Monroe game got postponed, and then they won heavily because it got postponed because it was a hurricane, I think. And then the year before that, they, they stomped Charleston Southern. So everything since 2016, they have looked terrible against their FCS opponents. I don't know. Maybe the Dukes got something for them.
0: Is it the Duquesne Dukes? Yeah. Duquesne's in Pennsylvania, right? Pennsylvania. Yeah. Or is it in Pittsburgh? I feel like we've had this. Well, Pittsburgh is in Pennsylvania. I think, but I, mean, I think it's in Pittsburgh. <laughs> okay. We had a discussion. It is Pittsburgh. Yeah.
1: Yes. Because I, cause,
0: cause we kept, cause I remember when we talked about it, we thought, is it in Philly? But we know, it's, but
1: we know it's not part of the Super right. Five, though. That's exactly right. We it, knew it, that. It, it's in yeah. Pittsburgh. Uh, see, I, I do remember something. That feels good. I've, I've remembered something. My mind is, is not more of an accomplishment completely dead did at this point.
0: When I remember something, it's more something to brag about. It is.
1: Um, Charlotte taking on Florida Atlantic. 7 o'clock kickoff on CBS Sports Network. Who cares? Florida AM is on the road wow. taking on North Carolina. Charlotte. Uh, the second ACC game of the year, UNC hosting Florida A&M. The Rattlers at Canaan Stadium. 9 o'clock, North Texas uh, at UTEP. That's not good enough for TV, apparently. Uh, Nevada taking on New Mexico State. ESPN 2 has the coverage. And then the nightcap on CBS. CBS Sports Network has five games. They're doing it right. They're they're giving us what we want, which is just football. Plus because they
0: get all the Mountain West and teams that are doing all the games early.
1: Well, Western is their first game. That's true, yeah. And they they just have different games from all over the country. This is is the way we want it. Just give us what we want, which is as much football as possible. And they'll end the day from Honolulu, CBS Sports Network. Vandy Mm -hmm. on the road taking on Hawaii. Timmy Chang. His debut game win? as the head coach. They are, well, Vanderbilt's a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. That's it? Yeah. Come on,
0: Hawaii. God, yeah. I know.
1: How awesome would it be? So not exactly a rousing schedule for Week Zero, but it's football, for God's sake. We're going to watch it. <laughs> hey, who knows? You know, sir- watch it? I'm going to bet on it. I mean, I'm a complete
0: and utter degenerate.
1: The other thing too about college football is when you look, a lot of times when we look at weeks, and we're like, eh, this is a significant step down." That's when it gets the most exciting. Like, who's to say Florida State isn't going to get beat by Duquesne? Who's to say you know Nebraska Northwestern doesn't get stupid? Who's to say North Carolina doesn't lose to who are they playing, Florida A and M? Like, you never know. There could be more excitement than you think. You
0: remember when you used to be able to move Division two schools to Division one in the college football game? No, I don't remember that it was so awesome. You used to be able to transfer them and. One of my favorite things I ever did was I, I took over four A.m, a and M, I I moved them into the SEC from Division Two, and built them from there. It took, it took a while, but eventually I was a national powerhouse at the Rattlers. There you go. Yeah. Kyle well, Gill my career, was my quarterback that won my first national title. I remember that, a fictional quarterback. <laughs> I recruited on a game, but I can't remember some beat,
1: uh, characters from a show I watched last night. I don't know how to respond to that.
2: <laughs>
1: I don't know what to say. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton text line. We'll take some text now. Uh, Texas says, I've lost 60 pounds since I started smoking weed again. I weighed 295 this time last year when I started smoking again. I weighed 237 yesterday. There so, what, is, is the text saying I'm smoking up? Man. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're saying?
0: Because if not, I'll take a break here in a second. I think that's exactly <laughs> what they're saying.
1: <laughs> text says, never been told that before, but okay. <laughs> Texas says Trevor lays back and blows sax like Kenny G. Trevor should know what song this is from. <laughs> the song? Did they
0: send a video or something? No. Blows sax like Kenny G. I don't remember that. I don't know who that's from. I don't either. Now I, would, I feel ashamed now. I feel like the fa- I feel like it's gonna be something. I'm gonna look it up now. I'm gonna feel like a total goober
1: for not knowing it. The most, the song that I think of when I think of saxophone and lyrics is the Animaniacs theme song. While Bill Clinton plays the sax, we're animaniacs. I, th- I
0: think I think of Seinfeld when it was hot and heavy.
1: But that's not a, again. But well, that a that saxophone? saxophone? Yeah, but <laughs> but not the not a lyric including blowing sax. Oh no no no. Yeah, Texas says. What was the line again? Uh, the line was Trevor lays back and blows sax like Kenny G. Okay, but Kenny G played a clarinet, I thought, or something, didn't he? He played the saxophone, does he? Um, that's from Jedi Mind Tricks by Heavenly Divine or Jedi Mind Tricks Heavenly Divine. I would not have known that, yeah. Texas is going to be disappointed in you. For whatever I'm reason. disappointed in myself. Uh, Texas, Manuel beat Mail in 2013 and will beat them in 2022 as a Patrick Ryan guarantee.
0: Ooh. Ooh. Manuel has never beaten Mail since he's been there, I don't believe. Did he say what? Well, Did he said 13?
1: He says they beat him in 2013.
0: So they, Manuel hasn't beaten Mail in almost 10 years?
1: It's been a long time.
0: I don't know why I don't
1: think that's right. My junior year of high school was the first time they beat beaten him in like 20 years. I know
0: Chris... Chris...
1: Chris like, cause, you know, we're buddies and best friends and all.
0: Chrissy. Uh, me, me, me and Sea Man. Sea Dog. Sea Money. I'm pretty sure, yeah, maybe he's been there longer than I realized, but because he lost to Manuel, like, his first three games at Mayo. And it was, there was never, trust me, there was never any question for my uncle and his job security because they love each other. I
1: don't know if that's right. But
0: he he, he lost Manuel a couple times. It was before he won his first state title, too.
1: Hmm.
2: Now,
0: since since then, he's gone on and won, what two state titles and
1: more than that, I think. I
0: think well, he's been a, he's been to multiple state finals. Yeah, did a lot they did. I think they they've won been a four won. straight, I believe. Yeah, but they've only won two, I think. All right, uh, including going undefeated uh, a couple of years ago. But yeah, but since then, yeah, he's been dominant. But there were some like there was never any. I'm, I'm not trust me. Don't go out and write anything. He was never on a hot seat. Trust me. But there was some discomfort that he had. Like he went like started I think zero three
1: versus Manual when he got here. I don't
0: remember that at all. They, but they were still having better years than manual overall. That's the weird thing.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. Um, no, our guy Scoots he just popped in. He just texted in, uh, as soon as you mentioned rain, drops started hitting my windshield. It's not my fault, Scooter. It's not my, it's not my fault. That's not good. I don't, don't want put it Don't put raining. that on me. It hasn't rained to drop out here. I mentioned it. does look like it's getting a little overcast. Yeah,
0: but it's hard to tell because the windows are tinted in here. It's like If you look forward, I know where the only one is. like The windows over here by the desk look tinted they're not as tinted on the right side. So yeah,
1: it's, but it's, I don't, I don't it's like kind of it. weird to tell. I don't, like, I don't like the way that flag's blowing. I don't like that.
0: I know this is uh, this is just off the – The, you the know, beaten path. Yeah, but it's because of what I do. When you mentioned that stadium from Texas earlier. Yeah. The coolest stadium I think I've ever seen was – do you remember the 10 things about I hate about you?
1: Yeah, it's the the one in Seattle.
0: Seattle, that's the – Oh, you've been actual, there. Yeah. yeah
1: I, I knew the high school.
0: That's an actual – That is what the that is the coolest looking yeah, field. it's awesome. I think I'm, I would ever – No, I've never actually, unfortunately, been there. But I looked it up real quick because so I wanted to just yeah. confirm it. Yeah, that is the coolest high school field I think I, you'll ever find anywhere. And it's not the biggest, and I think I've, I have read about it where it's it's very old, like to the
1: point where they actually have had like presidents speak there. They filmed a different, like a recent movie. Uh, it was one, whatever that movie was that like. Um that you made fun of me for watching. Like, he's all that. They had, they had oh, scenes yeah. that I
0: still see that sometimes on Netflix, and it makes me giggle. They had scenes <laughs> there. I'm
1: like, hey, it. <laughs> they, they filmed scenes there. Because I remember I was like, I guarantee that's the same high school football field as the one from uh, 10 the Things geez, I, didn't when, mean, when I, when I remember When I up, first saw that movie. It's I Seattle, thought, right? Yeah, it is Seattle. Yeah,
0: it's in the, uh, the pungent sound is what it is. It is, it is. Is it pungent or pugent? Puget. Which one is it? Puget. You sure? Yeah. Scoot, pungent or pugent? Excuse me now. It's like, what, what are you talking about? you think the way I smell? <laughs> no, the, um, Putrid I, sound. We're both wrong? <laughs> the, the, I remember the first time I watched that movie, I thought, there's no way that high school's real. Cause, no, it's not. Because the, the high school, that, I mean, not just the football field, but the actual school building itself. It's nuts. Like, are you one of those people, like, especially when you see scenes for movies, you kind of, like Shawshank comes to mind when you get the aerial view of the prison. Like one of the first things I always want to do is look up and like see where that really is and who, you know, is it a real place? Is it just a set they made up? Yeah, yeah. I I don't. I've always, I've always done things. Ten things about you with that scene and that scenery and where it's filmed, always blew my mind. That's a real place. But that's the high school I may have finished in. Just to keep going to because that's such a cool-looking school.
1: I didn't just look it up. The largest high school stadium in the country is this Allen Stadium, this Eagle Stadium for Allen High School. We're, oh, is it okay? Where St. John playing tonight. The, it's funny, the capacity is listed as 18,000, oh, but their Lord. record attendance is 21,766. <laughs> so almost 4,000 over capacity when they played South Lake Carroll, who is another powerhouse from Texas. Because uh, even
0: Ratcliffe only holds like six or 7,000, I think. Yeah. And that's considered big.
1: Yeah. Um, so it's I mean, it's nuts, but the St. John Bosco. I just saw the tweet. The players are arriving at Eagle Stadium again. Seven o'clock kickoff. That's the biggest game nationally tonight. Uh, but locally, we got some good games as well. Texas FAMU, by the way, who's playing North Carolina has twenty players missing due to being ineligible. If UNC loses that one, Mack Brown should be tarred. If FSU loses, Norvell should be speared at midfield by uh, Chief Osceola. Um, <laughs> That's frowned upon these days. Um, the spearing or the mascot, both. <laughs> Although the fans, I think would, the fans would probably applaud. I
0: think the
1: former less than the latter. Texas, <laughs> no, I, I loved the sound of fear in Mike's voice when the Rebel School mascot name conversation came up.
0: <laughs> what would you think? I
1: know why. Probably, I just don't. Yeah. Texas, Rick Stansberry should be tarred and feathered if he can't win with the team he assembled this year. I agree with that. I love how we're just tar and feathering people. After and it's right a different now. texture. I mean, what's
0: the text so, line is just big on tarring. and feathering. so feather. loosely it's, going back to Winston-Salem 1600s over here. It's been a rough
1: <laughs> week for a lot of people. It's Friday. They're ready to let loose, they're ready to watch some football, and they're ready to tar and feather some dudes. <laughs> it's fine. I get it. It's fine.
0: Um, Has anyone been tarred and feathered since Daniel Stern and Home Alone?
1: Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I was a John Adams documentary on HBO from like a few so years there ago. You go, that's There's a probably, big tar and feathering scene very early yeah. on. Does not look good. Does not look fun.
0: I wonder at what point as a society we finally realize this probably isn't the best way to do anything?
1: It's, it's, it's horrifying. <laughs> I mean, I'm just curious. Yeah, at
0: what point did someone in like the 1800s or
1: 1700s finally stand up and go,
0: listen, we've, heard, we, we, we've shaved way too many dodo birds. They've gone extinct doing this, this tar and feather thing.
1: If I go my entire life without being tarred and feathered, I, I win. That's, that's one of my very few goals here. I feel good about it. They I mean, uh, set
0: the bar pretty high there, buddy. Yeah,
1: I mean, I just, I just don't want to get tarred and feathered. It sounds ter- terrible. Terrible. Um, the the West get R- roster now, though, is ridiculous. We mentioned this yesterday a little bit. Stansbury, it's got to be NCAA tournament or bust. They've they got too many good guys.
0: I mean, they, well, they had injuries problems last year, too, though, didn't they? They just, always have injuries yeah, I problems. Yeah, never could really stay healthy, I felt like. I mean, they've got – I mean, I don't know. But, I, I, honestly, I, I, wanna, I don't want to agree with you 100% without – Actually, knowing what else um, they have in terms of competition and Conference USA it' would be good enough,
1: like they should and it's they play Conference
0: USA, well it's still more than a one bid league, I guess it was last year it, yeah most three, years right? it's
1: not going to be um, but well, it was last year
0: I think it's sometimes it's easy, safe to say it's at least a two league two league
1: two teams. every now and then like yeah. last year
0: more than two you' you're really yeah you're really playing not going to happen because last year was three I think wasn't it, it was Houston Memphis and
1: neither of those are cSA teams they're both those teams. Other than. Married. Yeah, right. those are not conference USA teams. Oh, that's right. I get, I get the mid-level it's crappy like conferences mixed yeah, up. It's okay. Uh, Texas, can you give us an in-depth breakdown of Charlotte versus FAU? Nope. <laughs> nope. Not going to do it. Charlotte got their asses kicked by us in Lamar Jackson's uh, junior year, our senior sophomore year, and FAU is the program that Howard Stellenberger founded. That's as much preview as you're going to get. Oh, you, oh,
0: you're talking about UNC Charlotte. Charlotte. I don't know. I just, wonder, oh, yeah. I just wanted to. Oh yeah. That's going to be like you know if we're they if we're dropped gonna, that a while ago. If we're if we're gonna if we're not going like, to acknowledge the Golden Drop and we're not going to acknowledge the State Drop in Memphis. Then how are we going to acknowledge the the drop of UNC?
1: Now, interestingly enough, Charlotte still in Conference USA for football. <laughs> he want another tidbit about Charlotte? Yes. I
0: once visited their campus. Very cool. I mean, yes. Excuse me, so we're just laughing. What is funny that? Did the fact that I name-dropped it or that I actually went and visited a campus? I considered going to Charlotte. They have, they have a media program there. Let me rephrase uh, you that. There,
1: you went there, like, actually thinking about going to school there. Let me rephrase that. This is an educational trip.
0: The girl I was with had a better chance at going there. I would have been going there with her.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but we went to Charlotte together and and visited the campus and
1: yeah, the the idea the concept of the
0: bobcats game being
1: interested in a higher education program so much so that you're going to drive more than like 30 minutes somewhere to go check out a campus was not wasn't adding up.
0: <laughs> yeah, especially since I, I I enrolled at Western without ever seeing the campus.
1: <laughs> I, I, I arrived at Dayton, saw it for the first time. That's, yeah, I know, never I never took a visit. Yeah,
0: I visited West, I visited Bowling Green. Now I guess I had seen the campus cuz I'd been down there to visit friends before but when I, before I, when I actually went there to go to school there, I went down awake a week early and looked at apartments and got a job, yet never still went to the campus. My first time going to the campus as a student was my first day as a student. There you go. <laughs> That's how it's done, kids. It's shocking you didn't make it through.
1: <laughs> hey, don't,
0: don't blame me on that one. I'm, I'm going to blame Dugan for actually giving me an internship. Dugan ruined everything. I, mean, I figured, you know, yeah. He was like, we're going to hire you after so many weeks. I'm like, you know, why well, go back and keep going to school? To, 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 to what? Get loans and... To something I'm just already being offered a job to? Screw that. Hmm. <laughs> uh,
1: Texas says. What was that for? Texas says Brian Harson is on a hotter seat than Scott Frost, in my opinion. Um, all I was saying, he might be. All I was saying is like all the odds have Frost is the most likely to be the first coach fired. Yeah, Frost has got good odds, but I mean, I make it to the year. Well, yeah. I mean, hell, Harson doesn't even have an AD now. He's probably, like, <laughs> if that guy's a lame duck AD, he's not firing him. He's like pulling the trigger before Scott Frost does. He's gone. Yeah, but
0: if, if the coach is so unliked by the fan base, it'd be the the thing to do, right? Yeah,
1: I guess. I mean, I don't. Unless you're Vince. Well, that's <laughs> that was the comparison I was going to make. I that not. To. I, know, I know where I know where you. I saw the hamster moving around on the wheel in there. Texas says the the Charlotte season was the first game of the Charlotte game was the first game of the Lamar Jackson Heisman campaign. Yep. His stats were insane that game. He had for, played only played the first half. He did. It was also the game that I talked about earlier when I was mentioning we were doing pregame at Lynn Stadium, and we were asking people to flick us off and, and moon us when they were walking to the stadium. Oh, great. yeah. And then he had, I think, eight first-half touchdowns. Oh, yeah. Something, like in, something insane, yeah. Because it, it was Charlotte, and then it was Syracuse, the leap game, and then it was Florida State in week three. And that's when he was just took no, no, over. No, the husband house. was locked up, yeah. Pretty much. And then he played kind of okay against Marshall in week four. And people were like, ooh, I don't know if he can throw it. And I'm like, okay. We won like 50 to 10. It's <laughs> Whoa. What was that? I can't hear you, or either of us on. That was very loud. Oh no, the battery died on Oh, the battery died on the microphone. Oh, so it's just me. Yeah. 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 All right, here we go. Time to tell you what I really think about Trevor. It's going to be great. He's, <laughs> he's going to talk. Uh, Thornton Sexton. I'll take some more text here. We have a couple, just a couple minutes left. Uh, text I can't says.
0: Chime in. What? I can't.
1: In. you can't chime in no you're, you're done Texas says finally Trevor's mic is gone Texas says this is the best moment in Rutherford for history. Texas says Jen hasn't cussed in a while it's time uh, Texas says Jedi mind tricks are from Philly which was the connection to Trevor all the weed and saxophone <laughs> obsessions apparently also the weed and saxophone <laughs> obsessions apparently uh, Texas says if you were doing a list of top 50 players in the history of Louisville basketball would anyone on last year's team be on the list no no if you're doing a list of the, I mean, 50 best players, I mean, oh, God, no. the only way that the answer is yes is if somebody on last year's team winds up having a like fantastic career after the fact. If you're talking about right now, this moment in time, then no. Yeah, I don't. I mean, who would be the closest? Like, no lock, Ellis. I mean, no, the, the, you wouldn't have an argument. Maybe if Roosevelt Wheeler like, goes on to have four fantastic seasons, then he could you know, have a claim. Maybe if L. Ellis has the type of season we all hope he does, he could have a claim. But right now. Did you really say Noah Locke? I mean, he was the lead score on last year's team. I was just thinking about the like. The
0: same guy who I, like, I've like. been getting made fun of for like bashing is a piece of horrible
1: Texas <laughs> says, finally, Trevor's mic is gone.
0: And I know this one sounds like crap, people. I'm sorry. Cause this, but this is the best I can do.
1: Texas says, how am I still getting bullied when I'm not even there? Like, this is Jenna texting. It. <laughs> sorry, Jenna.
0: Hey, you know, we're pro bully here.
1: Well, no, you're pro-bully. I am pro-bully. My buddy Tally, who's uh, the finest attorney in Asheville, North Carolina, says Allen High School is a crazy stadium. We lived like five minutes there uh, from the school when we were in Dallas. The pictures are nuts. Like, it looks legit like a, a, a good FBS college stadium.
0: Where's Allen in Texas? In Central Texas? No, I, I, I can't know. tell
1: you. Texas said, I'm calling it now Central over San X. Ooh. Cortez Stone. If it does happen, it
0: just, Scoots does not agree. <laughs> scoots does not agree. If it does
1: happen, you'll be able to hear it right here on 1450 the Big X, your home for San X football all season long. Texture says, uh, "Oh, <laughs> Texas <Texture> says, <laughs> actually, what about the list of the 50 worst players in Louisville basketball history? Most of last year's team." Oh, was, yeah. stuck I,
0: was just <laughs> I mean, if you, if anyone has any consideration, I mean, from last year, nobody now. Does
1: not it, right now, no. Yeah, but right it, even close.
0: That, that comes on that. That are returning to this team. I mean, Ellis and and Curry come to mind, obviously.
1: Yeah, I mean, who's to say somebody doesn't have a fantastic next three years? But right now, no, nobody's sniffing that list. Yeah. Nobody's sniffing. I don't think these guys might not be sniffing like the top 400 list.
0: Oh, no. There's walk ons I'd put ahead of them.
1: Texas says Trevor got CM punked and MJF with the mic cut. I don't don't even know what that means.
0: They get the when they were doing the pipe bomb, the mics got cut off. Oh. Good call. (laughs) I wasn't dropping a pipe bomb. I don't even know what the hell I was talking about.
1: It was so. It was just such an abrupt cutout. I thought, yeah. like, I thought the station blew up or something. I was, I was very concerned about it. I, I thought there was a, a large technical gap. By the way, the spread for uh, for next week's game. We'll talk more about it as the week goes on, because that's when it's probably going to fluctuate if it does fluctuate. But Louisville, as of right now, a four point favorite over Syracuse. So if you are feeling, I mean, week one is the time to capitalize. If you feel like you've got a, a good gauge on what Louisville football should be, this is the time to jump. I mean, it, it's. I have this weird feeling that it's either going to come down to like the, the wire and we're going to lose or win on like a last-second play, kind of like most games from last year, or we're just going to blow these dudes out by like 30. And the latter seems more likely unless Sean Tucker just goes nuts. But certainly possible. Well, we did
0: but shut down last year, though.
1: We did shut him down. It was later in the season. Yeah. But we still did. And that was a defense that hopefully was not as good as this one that we're going to see this year. But four-point spread is, is small. If you want to act, time to jump on it. Um, all right, I tell you what, we'll, we'll call it a break there. Yep, we got yep. St. X versus Central tonight, 7:30 kickoff. You hear John Spears and company on the call. 7:15, the coverage starts over on 970 WGTK. We've got Trinity versus Moeller, and we got Scoots calling the manual Floyd Central game.
0: Who's gonna win, Scoots? This is where you talk.
1: He's not allowed to. He's a, he's a pro. Kirk Her- Herbstreit didn't pick the game on game day. He's not picking. He's pro. He's biased. He's
0: doing the. I know you have an opinion. He's doing the Herbstreit
1: thing. What channel is it on?
0: What channel is it on? 94-7.
1: 94-7. I, was, I knew it was 94-something. 94-7, you'll have Scooter Dingus uh, on the call for Manuel versus Floyd Central.
0: Scooter, uh, I'm hoping that you're doing a lot of these games because you know you owe me some money here to, uh, in the basketball season. No, we don't
1: need to get into that right now. It's 5.57 <laughs> on a Friday. The Louisville EMU bet. We can get into that when we get closer to the basketball. Everyone have a fantastic football Friday. Enjoy the Week Zero games tomorrow. We'll see you guys Monday at 3 o'clock. Have a great weekend.